Hey, all you freaks and geeks out there in podcast land. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Greenbelt Botanicals. Greenbelt Botanicals is the most trustworthy and reputable CBD dispensary and retailer in the Austin area. And if you're not in the Austin area and you can't drop in physically to one of their multiple stores around the city, then make sure to hit them up at greenbeltbotanicals.com. Whether you're shopping in-store or online, make sure you're using that official Freaks and Geeks promo code at checkout to receive 15% off. And that code is all caps, FOOTDOCTOR15. That's F-O-O-T-D-R-1-5. And that's going to get you 15% off your purchase in-store or online. I was just at the uh, South Lamar location where we filmed the uh, official Green Room specials there, where we filmed the last episode. And I had to uh, had to pick up some some new smokables. Some of the strains that you can expect to see there are the White Walker, the Granddaddy Lemon, and the new one I liked is the P52. Also, the Sour Space Candy. Talking about that Delta 8 THC, they got that too. So the smokable strain over there they got is that Bubba Kush. They also got the Delta 8 in the tinctures. They got the CBD tinctures. They got the CBD dog treats. They got it all. They got a whole bunch of stuff. I was really amazed and really just uh, uh, blown away by all the new inventory they got in there for the uh, 2021 year, Freaks and Geeks. So hit up Greenbelt Botanicals in-store or online for all your CBD needs. Remember, that's greenbeltbotanicals.com. Freaks and Geeks, please support the sponsor because the sponsor supports the podcast. And now, on to the show. Welcome, freaks and geeks, to another smoke-filled and jam-packed episode of the Doctor's Orders Podcast with the 512 Foot Doctor. The podcast where I meet with some of the most creative and influential people I know to share stories from the ride of life. As always, I'm your host, the 512 Foot Doctor, coming at you live and direct from the studio of Life or Death. If you are a returning freak or geek, thank you very much for checking back into our regularly scheduled appointment. And if you are tuning in for the first time, well, welcome and thank you for being here as well. And welcome to the Freaks and Geeks family. Make sure you buckle up for the ride. Freaks and Geeks, here we go. We got episode number 19 of the podcast, a tremendous episode. Uh, this one's, a, this one's a, a, a doozy, I tell you that much. There's a lot of uh, uh, information, there's a lot of details, and there's a lot of, of uh, just out-of-sight fucking stories and uh, uh, directives that we got with this, uh, this guest for today. So um, let's, just get, let's just get into it. Um, our guest for episode number 19 of the podcast is a native Texan. He's a father. He was an owner of an amazing shoe gallery uh, deep in the heart of Deep Ellum, Texas, right on Elm Street. It was a beautiful shoe gallery, and I, th- I think of it fondly and often. It holds a, a fucking a, a good spot in, in the doctor's heart. So, uh, uh, and, and most recently, he's been throwing it down with a little project, a little, uh, a little ring 
thing they got going on, uh, a little disco he's been presenting and, and being uh, a part of. He's the DJ for Debbie Does Disco, a hot and happening disco that's been going down and been holding down the Dallas area. So here we go, episode number 19, Brandon Ayala. What's going on, bud? How you doing today? Chilling, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, how's things up there in Austin, man? Oh, but it got cold today. I don't know. They say it's yeah. going to snow in five days. That's probably uh, probably not going to happen. Um, but man, just uh, um, ins and outs, just trying to get around the city. They got the whole city in uh, uh, the fifth stage of whatever they're considering it. Uh, and nobody yeah. really yeah. Uh, nobody really cares. Uh, not uh, myself, yeah. I do, but there's a lot of the uh, uh, the the area that's like, yeah, we're we're done with this. It's 2021. We're done with this. I'm like, y'all yeah. better. You, you need y'all need to. I need to reconsider that, you know what I'm saying? But uh, uh, Happy New Year, G. I know we're a couple of days Happy in, and uh, this is the second episode yeah. of this year. So thank you very much cool. for that. Cool. Um, but cool. as far as down here, man, there's a, um, I don't know if you know, but there's a big, big movement for comedy moving down here, man. This used to be the uh, yeah. uh, the music capital, the live music capital of the world. And then that the music died again on March 13th. And now yeah. the the comedians are coming down and uh, uh, trying to support that. I got a couple of a uh, couple of people that I know that have come down from uh, out of state and they're throwing down and, and getting funny as shit on a Monday night live. Oh, cool. um, but uh, that's it on this side, man. Yeah. Um, well, rumor is uh, Rogan's going to open up a comedy uh, spot over there yeah, too, but, right? So. Yeah, that's that's the rumor. I think. I mean, it's got it's, it's, uh, He'll talk it in the truth. But what I'm thinking is because uh, I was down downtown on Monday. Um, to see mm-hmm. some some comedy boys that came into town, uh, and cool. it was a fucking ghost town, and all the music wow. venues just toasted. And I'm like, this is gonna be revamped. This is just waiting yeah. to be revamped, just because of you COVID. would think that they would they would want to promote comedy because comedy for the most part you're chilling in your table. Yeah, uh, you're not moving around yeah. and dancing and kind of like yeah. spreading any you know quote unquote cooties or anything. Exactly. You know, everybody's for the most up. They're posted up and but. You know, I played uh, uh, a new place that opened up in Fort Worth, uh, and normally on on the uh, space where the where the dance floor would normally be at, uh-huh. they set up a bunch of church pews. Okay, it's called Tulips in Fort Worth. Really nice space, mm. huge. It's um, it's it's almost like trees in Dallas. You know, it's a venue. Okay. It's going to hold up like six hundred people. Yeah. So it's a big dance floor, and they put church pews instead. So you know, people are kind of just chilling there they set up their little spot they're doing their six feet you know having their drinks but still able to see some live music so i thought that was innovative and you know it was it was fun it was a good space but you know everybody's just trying to do the best that they can with what they got man i think people are getting tired i mean uh venues are getting tired of it too because who did i hear this morning had a a list of oh fucking red rocks red rocks put out their 2021 concert schedule it only has 50 people on it but they're like buddy we got to keep going because uh, humanity has to continue you know yeah. we will we will prevail yeah you know so that's that yeah. nobody's gonna stop life yeah from from happening you know uh i played a uh for some reason i've been playing a lot in fort worth and yeah. it's cool i'm liking it um they've they've got a nice little scene going on up there um they got their own kind of swag you know they got you see a lot of like Pendleton flannels, some Stetson hats, and okay. you know these dudes are these dudes are rocking it the way it's supposed to be rocked. You know, so I see what they're doing. They're doing their own little niche, and then they're doing this live music situation. And um, 
but I played a, a warehouse that was uh, out there. That's out there. And um, what do they call function function? Okay. We're trying to do underground parties, but unfortunately, you know, because of the situation, it's again, like you said, it's a ghost town. Yeah. But I saw a bunch of like a group of these kids, you know, and they're like all 21 to like 25, 27. And they're out there in this warehouse and they're wanting to dance what what normally would be a warehouse just full of like 300 people just you know having the time of their lives and these kids are despite the situation they're just they're not doing anything other than trying to be that 27 year old kid that they are i know man like i i I you know like dance to so you know it's uh it's it's interesting, man. It's interesting, but like, like consider, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, ponder on it too yeah. much. But like, that's a all the doors are closed for a, a cat that's just fucking ready to fucking paint the town red and destroy everything yeah. in its sight. You know what I'm saying? It's a fucking yeah. full of adrenaline and or not necessarily adrenaline, just ready to go and experience. And it's like, yeah, no, nah, yeah, you're gonna do it in front of a TV screen. Yes, it's like, sorry, bro. You you can't be twenty five. You can't be twenty seven. You can't be twenty one. You can't do. You know, even if it's go out and get in trouble, bro. Some people that's what they need to do. At that age to then grow, you know. But it's 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 a thin line, man. You know, because it's like you know everybody wants to be safe and. uh, you know, it is hitting close to home with the situation, okay. but at the same time, we got to live, you yeah. know, you got right, to right. live your life. Definitely do. Definitely do. And that's what we're going to do <laughs> right here on this episode. So, uh, oh, I didn't ask you, how's everything going over there? Yeah. What's going on yeah. over there? Everything's good, man. Um, you know, um, uh, like we were talking about, you know, we really, I was doing a monthly uh thing and it was really cool bro it was in a dive bar okay. like off the beaten path uh you know you went there on the other night besides on and it was two dudes drinking bud lights uh playing uh what's that thing called shuffleboard yeah you know but when we go in there we completely transform it we decorate it we put our in there and it just turned into a whole other situation um but so normally we were doing that and we're doing that once a month. But now that this is closed, you know, everything's closed. And unfortunately, that place even closed for good. Damn. So trade wins. Wins for you. RP trade but wins. Uh, so we've just had to be creative, bro, and figure out how we could continue the the message, which, oh, yeah. you know, the message is the music and music is love. Definitely. Uh, you could go very, very deep on how you spread the mu- the message so then we i've created this mixed cloud page and i've been uh doing uh recordings i try to do one once a month All it's right. hard there's been a couple months that i've skipped but uh you know it's 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 fun and each month you know it's specifically curated sets of of records that i put together uh that i feel document the way that month felt okay okay yeah i listened during the the situation i listened to the july one this uh today because that's the that's the birthday month and i was like oh shit this is funky so what's that would uh uh uh, take you to funky land that's oh shit yeah that was a jam right there the funky land joint i really fuck with that yeah and Uh, that's my birthday month too bro so yeah exactly like i wanted that one to be just just a jam bro like you know and got hot they got hot in there for a little bit uh, that one was (laughs) really really funky 
Hell yeah. That was really funky, man. That was a good nice, one. nice. Just doing that and just really, you know, plotting, man, for when, you know, God willing, man, situations, the situation does get better. Yeah. Things open up. We all be able to get back together and listen to music and dance and sing and hug and stuff. And oh, yeah. when that does happen, you know, I got big plans for Debbie Does Disco, you know, not only good. in Dallas, but. Good. You know, you might catch us in in Austin in a yeah. in a dungy little warehouse. Hell yeah, we hope so. too. We hope too. We need to yeah. we need to learn more about that, and we are going to. But first, let's do the uh, the Heinz Fifty Seven yeah. Life Ketchup. Now, this is uh, this is not sponsored. I wish it was, yeah. but it soon will be. Just a little introduction. Please introduce yourself to uh, our audience for this episode and all episodes of the podcast, the Freaks and Geeks. Hey, Freaks and Geeks. Uh, so this is uh, uh, the uh, uh, Heinz 57 Life Catch-Up. Tell us your name, where you're from, and what do you do? You've alluded to it a little bit, but let's just uh, let's take it all out yeah. there right now. Um, my name's Brandon. Uh, I'm originally from El Paso, born and raised uh, Graduated high school in 99, so I was the last of that millennia, Uh, and then immediately, as soon as I graduated high school, I moved to Dallas. Um, I know anybody here. You didn't know, had you you ever been here before? Yeah, I'd been here before, like, you know, just like as a tourist and stuff. I'd I'd hit deep bellum, you know. I had a, you know, fake ID. Yeah. Got into trees and uh, just fell in love with Deep Bellum. And nice. it was, you know, it's, it's, Dallas is cool, man, you know, because you got a little bit of everything. Uh, if you want like that Brooklyn vibe, you got Deep Bellum. If you want yeah, the there. Hollywood vibe, you got Uptown, you know, whatever. And uh, so, yeah, I moved out here and uh, I've been here ever since and I love it. I've met a lot of really cool people here. And, you know, just basically, I've grown up just, the hip hop lifestyle, man. Um, yeah. You know, all you know the elements. So you know, I, 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 what got me here was graffiti. You know, I started with graffiti and art. From that, I got really deep into break dancing, and, okay. and this is all in El Paso. All right. And uh, we were like really deep into break dancing, and and at one, one at one time, we had a battle, and we sh- we we shared the cost of the venue with yeah. some ravers. And so once our B-Boy battle finished, the Ravers took over and then it just went on into a party Dang. to the end of the night. And we, we actually won that battle back then. It was our crew, our little crew is called Rock Nonstop. And uh, it was super dope, man. It was fun. Nice. And uh, so then it finished and we won. So normally when you win a battle, you know, everybody just kind of circles around and you guys just keep dancing, doing your thing. Yeah. And that's what we did. And then the house music started. And I heard it and then I just stayed there and I was like, let me see what's up. You know, and a bunch yeah. of, you know, fine looking girls started showing up and people are dancing and having a good time. And yeah. next thing I know, it was like seven in the morning and I was still at <laughs> that spot having a good time, you know. So then that then led me into DJing, which, yeah. you know, whether it's house music or disco or anything, it's DJing and that is hip hop. And uh, so my life has just been like... Uh, traveling between all these different uh roads and stops of of hip-hop and okay. uh some of that's been music some of it's been art some of it's been sneakers uh, you know you you name it but definitely. it's all been hip-hop bro definitely cool so uh, you. you talked about el paso you talked about graffiti yeah one thing i think about that is also associated in el paso is train yard 
You ever fuck with any of that uh, uh, train graffiti, those train car graffitis or anything oh, like that? Man. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just so beautiful, man. I, I, I just, I mean, to this day, you know, I I like stopping at a, at a train stop because it's, it's, it's its own different thing. Even though, you know, it's a, a, a piece on a wall is nice and beautiful, but a piece on a train just has mm-hmm. this extra feel to it, you mm-hmm. know, and... Uh, yeah, uh, there's a big train yard over there, and that is one of the biggest, uh, most beautiful things about El Paso, man, yeah. is seeing all that graffiti on those trains. Uh, yeah. And my brother drives train. Okay. So, you know, that's that's how I'll be trained and all that yeah. stuff is part of my life, too. So, yeah. yeah, that's dope. Uh, yeah, my uncle used to live in El Paso, so I went up there like twice. Um, but uh, uh, young, yeah. and young and young. Did you go to El Paso High or what's up? No, I went to Austin High School, which okay. was, you know, it was, it, was, it was a crazy story. So, you know, El Paso is predominantly Mexican. I wouldn't even say Hispanic, you know what I mean? It's like, because we're right there, right at the border of Juarez. So mm-hmm. 90-something percent of people are Mexican in El Paso. Except El Paso has the military base there, which, you know, Fort Bliss. So because of Fort Bliss, then you get this added diversity into the city right but not the whole city because it's only where fort bliss is which yeah. is in central part the central part of el paso then you have the east side you have the west side you know all these but i grew up in central and i grew up in going and i went to the high school that all the military kids went to so it's like i was living in this predominantly mexican town you know uh border town but i went to a high school with you name it. Every single you know, Yo, one, you know, one of my best you. friends in, in the military in school baby. was a, a Japanese guy, yeah. Eric Khan. You know, and he was like, I would have never met this Japanese dude if it wasn't because you know, for some reason or another, his parents were stationed yeah. in El Paso. Yeah. And uh, same thing, you know, I knew I met a bunch of uh, you know Arab guys, black guys, uh, which is unheard of you know there's people in el paso that had never seen anybody else other than mexican people yeah so but i for some reason or another i just got blessed and i got lucky to be able to go to this certain high school that was just completely diverse man all sorts of culture and yeah it was cool man all walks of life from all All over over the world man that have probably been moved a lot of places to consider yeah. that all those all those military uh babies get they go oh yeah a lot of places and yeah i remember hearing stories about them you know it's like where, where are you coming from it's like oh well i'm you know uh, originally i was born in italy but i just got back from germany where my dad was stationed there for such and such years and yeah you know just it's it's all culture man and it's all so interesting you know and it's uh, it's amazing. I'm, I, I was very blessed to be able to grow up like that in El Paso, and then still at the same time, really deeply rooted in my Mexican roots. You know, yeah, yeah. Because uh, right um, add to the craziness, uh, to add to the craziness, I, uh, you know, my parents were split up, right, and okay. so I would spend weekends with my dad. Well, my dad lives in Juarez. Mm. So I was going from this school break dancing, uh, living this like you know very diverse cultural hip hop life, and then going on the weekends straight up in Mexico, yeah, living that life, and then coming Dang. back. That's some oh man, that's that's a mirror right there. That's a two way mirror right there, G. 
Yeah, man. Crazy. It was it was really really cool. Really, yeah, really cool. I like that. I like that. Um, so a little bit more on on the El Paso because this this is uh, I'm very interested in this. Um, you ever have any like uh, uh, spiritual um, I don't know ghostly encounters up there? That's just, it's a it's a mm. it's a spirit filled uh, place. I felt when I went up there. Um, a lot of Haunted high schools, a lot of stuff going out there. You got any uh, uh, stories of uh, espiritos or anything like that? Uh, not ghosts per se, but um, the desert does have like you feel the desert, bro. You feel it, and uh, there in El Paso, you know, it's like it's like a it's surrounded by mountains, and it's like almost being hugged by mountains, and in between the mountains is where El Paso is. So it's mm-hmm. almost like it's like a cradle almost per yeah. se, but you 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 feel things. If if you're out in the desert, in the dark, with nothing around, you're gonna feel things. Oh yeah. You know whatever what that is, I don't know. You know, yeah. I want to say it's just the desert. It's part of the, the energies that are out there. And, yeah, that vibe. You know, it could be our ancestors that are there checking up on us. Yeah. You know, you never know. But yeah, it cool. is different. It is very oh, yeah. different over there. Cool, cool. All right, so uh, I love that, man. I love that. Just just opening it up. We got a, a huge book here. Uh, what were you getting down? into earlier today what, what was going on with you earlier today how was your day today today just you know you know uh well it was pretty slow i should have been doing a lot more work than i did honestly for my nine to five but uh so this weekend i just got back from we, me and a, a group of friends that actually helped me put together this debbie does disco stuff we rented a, a huge cabin in broken bow oh yeah man so it was like huge I think it was like five bedrooms. Um, and so that was the way I celebrated New Year's. So I didn't go out on New Year's Eve. I don't, you know, even, even if it wasn't pandemic and all that stuff, I normally don't go out during New yeah, Year's. It's not but so, we, yeah, we celebrated the new year this weekend on, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So hmm. uh, we had it till Monday. So then I, I drove back from Oklahoma on Monday and you know how you almost kind of have to have a vacation from vacation? Yeah, that, that last two pickup days. Yeah. You got to have a, a recoup day. So that's where, I, that's where I've been at today. I got gotcha. you. Know, yeah. I, I, I did some things. I answered some emails here yeah. and there. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did, you, uh, you brought that up. I, I've, yeah. I, I think I brought it up. Uh, uh, my, my father used, and I used to travel a lot. And I was like, yo, I need two days or a day or two after. Yeah. You can't just, because it was like, all right, we're going to go travel out to West Texas. And then we're going to come back. And the next day you're going to go to school. Nah, not going to work like that guy. I yeah, need, bro. I need yeah. A, uh, you yeah. have to kind of reacclimate yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you remember when you were young and you'd buy a goldfish and they tell you, okay, before you put it in the yeah. tank, you know, leave it in the little bag thing, yeah. put it in the tank. And oh, yeah. Then, that's uh, a, damn, like, that's, a, that's an analogy and a half, man. That's it right there. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. So that's you just where I'm at. that's where I'm at. And then uh, I we did record the night. So I got six hours worth oh. of. Uh, of a recording from the broken bow cabin and so i've just been going through that and kind of going through it and you know it's vinyl bro so sometimes you'll hear a little pop and you'll hear a click so i go back in there and try to edit it as best as i can and um i did post the first part so that's about three hours worth yeah i saw that That, yeah i I was listening to that the whiskey nights right whiskey nights nice okay 
Yeah, I checked. I think that was the last one I checked out. I was on the clock, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jamming, jamming out to your shit, man. Oh, and then I was like, all right, this is the last one we're going to do. to, And then uh, yeah. get ready to go talk to the dude. Nice, man. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, was, it, was, it was fun. That was the name of the cabin, actually. Okay. So it worked out perfect. I was a whiskey night. So I was like, <laughs> cool, let's do it. And uh, it was fun, man. It was, you know, because it's so I think that's probably the next wave, bro. And I think a going, lot of we're going to start. Uh, airbnb like situations yeah yeah you know where you know a good group of close friends you know maybe it's uh that you know is being safe yeah um have been you know quarantined for the most part or whatever yeah. get together go out somewhere into the wilderness get a big house like that mm-hmm. enjoy you know just sharing dude just sharing a meal is important bro yeah yeah, you know, with somebody and uh, smiling at somebody. So you yeah. know, I I I got my fill these three days with all my really really close friends. Ah, uh, that's it, dude. I feel energized, bro. I feel like yeah. my batteries. You know, it's 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 part of immune health, bro. Yeah. Yeah, vibing with, the, vibing with your people and, and getting these these yeah. ideas and getting these, I don't know, reflections that you got, throw them in, throwing them in at the people and then getting their stuff thrown back at you and just thinking and, and uh, recollecting yep. on that. And I got you. Hell yeah. yeah. Especially out there fucking whiskey nights. Don't get it misunderstood oh, when you go out there. Yeah, yeah. It was fun, man. We got it in, man. It was Badass. fun. You definitely Badass. feel the vibes and the music. You know? Yeah. Man, yeah, no, that one's a good one. I, I like them. They're all fucking excellent. Uh, let's see. Thanks, man. Uh, thanks, thanks for listening, man. You know, it means yeah. a lot. I'm not done. There's, it's I didn't finish all that. Sh- I didn't finish all that shit today. <laughs> We're gonna go. Yeah, with yeah, that. yeah. There's some good stuff out there. And freaks and geeks, y'all need to do it too. Before we really get uh, get to talking about it, hit up Mixcloud and go and type in the search bar "Debbie Does Disco," and uh, uh, that's gonna take you there. It's gonna be some stupendous, yeah. amazing shit. And we're gonna talk about it in, in momentarily. I got a, a couple more questions for you on the life catch-up. Uh, let's do yeah. three more. Uh, do you have any recent purchases that you uh, that you got that you made that you're excited about uh, tools or anything like that or uh, just something dope that you were trying to save up for my wife's been putting together fucking uh, uh gaming computer console and stuff like oh. that so um but what about yourself um so it i have to admit you know that i i quote unquote bought it for my son for his uh christmas gift but yeah. i got him a Wii. okay but i kind of got it for me too oh. and <laughs> What was Dude, your, what was your favorite I game? I had the last gaming console that I had, bro, and I swear is the sixty-four. All right. I've never in my life owned a PS, PlayStation, or Xbox, or yeah. uh, th- it since the sixty-four. I haven't had anything, and I got this. And I remember the sixty-four and thinking I was a badass because I was a badass at, yeah. at Mario Kart. Yeah. So I got this, and you know, I, he's he's been with his mom, and uh, picking back up tomorrow. Yeah. But I've been trying to play it, and I'm like, all right, let me pick up these sticks and <laughs> show you. It's like, oh, you could play Mario Kart online, yeah. Bet. Bro, I'm like getting like seventh place, yeah, sixth place. You know, <laughs> the, I thought I was so badass, bro. On the 100 yeah. cc or what? <laughs> yeah, 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 bro. I'm getting like beaten. I'm thinking about it, and it's probably like kids, like my son's age, four years old, and like yeah. whooping my ass, bro. So. Yeah. <laughs> yep they're out there that's man you gotta fun, put them on that uh, fucking punch out they got a punch out for that one mike, mike tyson's not there but the little mac is there 
So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, like part of the Nintendo Live thing comes with all those old old games. Uh, well, no, they they remade Punch Out. So maybe oh, something for it. him. While we were on that fucking old school Mike Tyson Punch Out, yeah. they remade yeah. it. It's got a lot of the similar characters. It's on the Wii, and uh, 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 of course, uh, uh, Kid Dynamite's not there. But I think uh, who is that other dude? Uh, Super Macho Man or something like that? Or I oh, forget. Wow. Uh, not 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 Randy Savage, but I forget what uh what the other guy they used after uh, when it wasn't Mike Tyson's Punch Out, it was Super Punch Out, and I forget Super Nintendo Man or some shit yeah, like I that. Forget, I forget. I forget. Uh, but yeah, that's dope, but, man. That's it. So yeah, man, the Wii. It's gonna be fun, you know, just because I'll be able to kind of engage. So the reason is because I I see so many kids, and I'm not saying that it's wrong, you know, everybody do your thing. Um, but I feel like I don't want my son to be like that. It, like where you see kids and they're just like stuck, stuck in a fucking tablet, man. On a tablet yeah, or a cell phone. Yeah. And they're yeah, just no, like, I'm not down with it. I'm not down with it. Turning into mush, bro. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, oh, dude, I can't avoid that because he sees his cousins. He sees yeah. other kids. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. How do I put something in front of him where I could still engage with him? Yeah. So this is my way of think of doing that. Yeah. You know, because I'll be able to, I'm, 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 I'm going to get games that I'm, I'm, gonna try to play with him you know yeah. he's into minecraft four years old bro yeah. into minecraft and i've tried to get in there i don't even know how to what i'm supposed to do yeah <laughs> in minecraft but i'm gonna I mean, have they, to learn yeah. i'm gonna have to learn you know yeah so so that so that's my way of trying to engage with him and we'll see i know eventually i'm gonna have to give him a tablet yeah. when that happens it'll happen but it, you know until then we'll, we'll we'll throw down on some wee games oh yeah oh yeah all yeah. right man Last question of the catch up. Um, so I started this podcast last September. In last September, the first guest had nine months um, to answer this question. You mm-hmm. only on the other hand only had on the other hand, what you got seven days? I think you got seven, the seventh, right? There's the six, seven. Yeah. So um, yeah, today's the seventh. In the past seven, in the past week, have you developed or picked up any new routines, new habits, new uh, uh, outlooks, new approaches uh, on life? Uh, what you got there? Um, uh, the most. I mean, there's so much that has changed. Yeah. Uh, you know, throughout this year, um, the most significant one is. Uh, after Thanksgiving, I decided to uh, fast from eating meat. Oh, yeah. And uh, basically being vegetarian, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Um, I, I still eat cheese and I, I do great. eat some eggs every once yeah. in a while. Um, but it was kind of in a way as like I was thinking, OK, after Thanksgiving, I'll go and I won't eat any meat until uh, the end of the year, you know, January. And in a way, it's kind of, you know, to honor and to mourn people that we've we've lost because we have lost a lot of people this year and uh the vibes are weird um so this is my way of kind of honoring that and like saying okay i'm recognizing you i'm giving you i'm honoring you but it's gonna at the end of the year it's over and we're moving on yeah you know as 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 we have to humanity and stuff um so i have but i'm liking it man i'm liking it i feel a lot better uh health wise um, just eating vegetarian. And yeah. uh, so I've kept it going. Yeah. And I thought I was going to, I thought at whiskey nights, you know, uh, uh, at this cabin, a homie brought a big old smoked brisket and your boy loves brisket. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that'll be the, the cause that'll be, the, I'll probably, you know, start eating meat again. And I, I didn't even crave it, bro. 
Yeah. Um, so for some reason, the past like month or two months, it's it's been a feeling of light. You gotta, you gotta, you know, uh everybody talks about light and like, oh, you know, what do you want to eat for lunch today? Oh, I want to eat something light. Uh, you know, um, and then on the contrast, you have people when something like, you know, like, oh, such and such person passed away. Like, oh, man, that's heavy. Yeah. That's really heavy. You hear something heavy or you you eat too much and you feel heavy. And, yeah. Uh, stuff. So it's like I've been f- through my meditations and stuff I've been things just, you know, coincidences and things that I see throughout life. It's been about being light, being as light as you could possibly be. And so that is what I would say like these past month is just figuring out what it is that I could do about myself, not physically. I mean, of course I could lose a lot of weight too. And I'm working on that as well, but not, not light in that per se. It's just, you know, ways of being light. Lifestyle. Lifestyle. Lifestyle approach. Cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. So just kind of focusing on that, man. And that's been my, my, my daily mantra uh, that I just kind of like walk, walk, just try to walk through life and make decisions that'll make me feel and be lighter. Good. Good. Yeah. I like that, man. I can, I can really vibe with that. Hell yeah. All right, B. We'll appreciate you for uh, uh, catching us up the freaks and geeks. All right. We're going to go get into uh, uh, the next section of this whole uh, uh, little spiel. We got going on this connection. We got going on. This is called the come up, man. Um, So you spoke about uh, El Paso uh, a little bit, but uh, um, tell us about, you spoke about a a parent separation as well. Um, So I can, I can relate on that level. Definitely. Um, what did your parents do uh, when you were growing up? Um, my mom uh, has had, you know, different jobs. Like she's, uh, she worked for the gas company in El Paso for a while. Okay. Um, she was born in Juarez. Um, right. So she's the first one in our generation to come and get her citizenship nice. and, you know, all that stuff. So she graduated from a high school in El Paso, uh, you know, thank the Lord, Yeah. Uh, you know, our my grandparents, her parents made that sacrifice to like bring it, you know, take the take the generation to the next level, you know, because they could have easily just said, oh, OK, no, we're just going to stay in Mexico. But they yeah. they pushed forward to make sure that their kids were in America and stuff. So uh, that's one of the reasons why I felt, too. It's like, OK, well, I got to do the same thing from El Paso. I got to move it further. Move on. Get out um, there. But yeah. Yeah. But then she worked for AT&T for a really long time. Um and when I moved here, you know, she she was still in El Paso. I was the only one here. But I got really lucky in 2014. Um, I uh, I was able to convince her and my brother to move, move from El Paso over here to Dallas. Man, that's it. So, bro, come up. Like, Damn. I was so happy. And to this day, you know, I'm very grateful that they're here now. And uh, definitely so here. She works. She works for the state. She's, you know, finna, just just she's just waiting for retirement. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm just glad and fortunate that she's here and that she's here. Yeah. That we're all here. Yeah. That's good and, stuff, man. Uh, yeah. So, Packed up. You know what I'm saying? Squadroned yeah. out out there. Yeah, bro. Yeah. And yeah. ironically enough, man, I don't know, you know, just the universe is wild, bro. Uh, my, I told you that my brother lived here, moved here too. Well, uh, he had at one point decided last year that he wanted to move back to El Paso. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So he and my mom and him were staying in the home, right? So he was like, "I'm gonna move back to El Paso. Uh, you're gonna need to find a place because mom wants to stay here in Dallas." So we were trying to find a house, and then we ended up getting this huge house in Cedar Hill uh, that was big enough for me and my mom, but so that my brother could move in too, oh. so that he could flip his house. So oh, you know, okay. he's like, "Let me move in there. Let me flip the house, sell it, move to El Paso." We're like, bet, you know, I'm going to help him out. So we did that, bro. We're moving into the house. Three days later, they locked down all of Dallas. Oh, fuck. You know, stay in place. So, dude, yeah. we stayed, we're, we're in a house Yeah. with my brother, his family, my mom, me, and my son. That's old school family right there. That's a body bro, of in one spot, man. Yeah. Yes, it worked out awesome. perfect, man, because, you know, I didn't have to. I was, I, otherwise, I would have been worried about, you know, going, you know, I want to visit my mom. Yeah. But, you know, I can't, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So it worked out great, bro. So we, and then eventually, luckily, my brother decided to stay here. He's not moving to El Paso. He bought a new house. Um, cool. All of that. How did, how did I even get into that story? Uh, I talked. No, no, you're good. I talked. I brought up and I asked you about your uh, yeah. uh, your mother and your father growing oh, up. Yeah, we're on the come up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And My part dad. of the fucking come up is the house, yo. God yeah. damn. Yeah, nice. bro. it was cool. And it's got a swimming pool. So. As far as my brother's kids and my son are concerned, bro, this was the best summer ever. It's locked down. Like, on lockdown. You know, summer were, on lockdown. They man. were chilling in the pool. <laughs> yeah, it was and toys everywhere, and mm-hmm. you know, so. So we've just been able to make the best of it, and it's it's really really worked out, man. It's it worked out really nicely. That's gravy, man. That's gravy. Uh, what about pops? You were gonna talk about pops. What's up with that? Uh, pops is in Juarez. Um, you know, to be honest, I really don't talk to him. It's okay. been probably over. Man, honestly, as soon as I turned eighteen, it was like. Gotcha, you know, I got you. I got you. And it's that's that's old school, bro. That's the mm-hmm. old school way people, you know. The man, the man, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I got you. So uh I got you. But you know, I I I uh I talk I have a brother from his side mm-hmm. um that you know I've talked to every once in a while and my cousins. I keep keep in touch with them, but you know, for the most part, it's my family that I have here, which is my mom and his and my brother with my between us and we have our kids and we're just yeah. kind of, you know, focusing on the future and uh, part of being light also, like I tell you, it's just the fact yeah. that just thinking that so much, you know, being light and not carrying any heaviness that I haven't resolved. So then that for then my son inherits it, you know, generational stuff. So yeah, just really focusing on the, on the future and the kids, man. It's, good uh, headspace, good headspace, good future. Bro. Hell yeah. yeah. I got gotcha. you. Definitely, definitely. I want to ask you about uh, um, uh, your first car, or not necessarily the first one, but mm-hmm. tell me some car stories. One car that that, set, that sits with you and like, man, that was my shit right there. That was my, the wagon. Yeah. What's up? Tell me, tell me a nice little car story. What model, what year, what color, and what went down in that bad boy? 2005. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was okay. So it was a Saab, Saab nine, Saab nine two X. But really, all it was was a Subaru WRX STI with a Saab badge on it. I gotcha. Because in that year, uh, uh, who who owns uh, well Saab? Whoever owns Saab, no, whoever owns Subaru bought Saab. Yeah, 
they wanted to get into that market of wagons. Yeah. And so they just bought, and then, so it was, it was a Subaru WRX STI, but a wagon. Oh, yo. Yes. Yes. And, and it, and it just had sob, uh, you know, badges on it. Yeah. Super cool, man. I took, I took it over to uh, Mexico. We drove all the way to uh, Puerto Piñasco once. So, okay. you know, you from El Paso, you drive to Phoenix, and then you go south, and then you're down over there by, you know, Baja of Mexico. Oh, yeah, 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 Those beaches, for some reason, they don't give a fuck, bro. And they, like, I paid them <laughs> 20 bucks, and they let me take it onto the beach. Yeah. And I was, like, what, what? is it called? The Like, drifting it on the sand, making yeah. waves of sand and stuff. Uh, yeah, that was cool. It was a really cool car. Damn, that's yeah. it. To this day, I regret selling it, man, because yeah. my my dream car was always an STI. All right, uh, WRX, and so so yeah, man. Cool. And other than that, you know, you can never go wrong with the F one fifty, bro. Yeah, you can't. You cannot, <laughs> man. That's one of my dream cars, man. I want a ninety five uh, or ninety four. Mm. I like those models, the ninety five to yeah. ninety four. Uh, a single cab or i could no i'll probably get to uh, probably get the extended but they had this like colorway it wasn't brown it wasn't tan but it was right in the middle of that shit and it just looks oh that's what i, I love that square body yeah. on uh on that model there so yeah no you're right you're right you can't go wrong with the f-150 my, my brother's got an f2 no yeah it's either an f-250 uh-huh. yeah f-250 with the long bed yeah with the with the extended cab on it, and it's it's in one of those years too in the nineties. The two gas tanks and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, oh, those, yeah. Man, those are such nice trucks, man. They are, they are, man. I love those. Oh. Like, how many miles do you think one of those trucks could go? Like five hundred thousand. Uh, that sounds that's a good number. That yeah. as long as you take care of it, that's a good number. Yeah, so that's too, definitely a, a, a nice ballpark number. So we talked about the car. You are a uh, uh, you you get down with some heavy fashion. Tell me some sneaker stories, but tell me like about that first shoe. I don't know about you, but a lot of uh, uh, a lot of I don't know. I myself, uh, mom and pops uh, back then was like, yeah, you're not getting no hot drop, bud. We got to go over the clearance rack, and you're gonna mm-hmm. get clearance rack shit for for uh, uh, for a shoe wise. Uh, um, so. Like the kick game was, uh, let's see, there was a glass ceiling or no, 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 no. There was a ceiling on the kick game. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I can't, I want those. Nah, man, you were getting anything off that rack right there. <laughs> so like yeah. any, any shoe that I found on that was like, yeah, okay, let's, uh, I think I can get down with this, but tell me about that breakout shoe that you were able to buy for yourself. That was like, oh shit, we are starting something here, right here. Yeah. Yeah. Same situation as you, man. When I was younger, I could never, you know, my mom was a single mom, so mm-hmm. she couldn't buy me no Jordans. And mm-hmm. honestly, I was never, I don't know, man. I've, I've always just been, I didn't, everybody liked Jordan. I didn't like Jordan. My dude was Shaq. Okay. Or, you know, uh, even before Shaq, it was like, okay, well, you like Jordan. I like Pippin. Yeah. So everybody had the Jordans and I had the Pippins. Yeah. Those are dope. And, those uh, Pippins oh. were dope, bro. Um, but yeah, so but there was this Foot Locker outlet that was over there in El Paso. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time, like, you know, I'd beg my mom, beg my mom, take me there. And uh, I found some of the shacks, the black with turquoise pumps. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The pumps. You know, the pumps. Like, I got the you. Pumps. Hell yeah. Pumps, bro. 
and I saw those and I was like, oh dang, like I needed them. He was my dude. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm in like fifth grade and I'm looking at him. They they do they were like beyond big. Like there was no <laughs> way that they were even close to fitting me. Yeah. But I was that dude, bro. I bought them. Yeah. I was like, I gotta have them. Check me, check me. And I remember like wearing them and I was like, God, oh, it's all right, I'll figure it out. And I wore them. And it, little socks. by little, I remember like realizing, I was like, I was like, yeah, triple socks and I had socks inside of it and everything. And I was stuff to tell. I remember yeah. that point at the hit where I was like, dude, I, I can't do this. I can't out, do this. Man. So then I just didn't wear them. And then yeah. I had them in the, in my room yeah. on a shelf. And I would just kind of like look at them every once in a while and stuff. And I was like, one day I'll, I'll, I'll be able to wear them. Like yeah. I'll, my shoes, my feet will get big enough to wear them. And, uh, yeah, no, I never got to wear them, bro. That's a whole other story. Uh, you know, I, I got back once from my mom's, and like I see, she had a whole garage sale situation going on. Oh snap! And they're there. They're they're in the mix. No, they were gone. Oh, they were gone already. Whoa, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Crushing, crushing. Yeah. So damn. You wanted a shoe Damn. story. That was a shoe story. That's it. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate it. That's a good one. But, Damn. Nice. But yeah, oh, man. man. I mean, I've always been more of a classic, classic shoe guy. So, you know, like uh, just like that Reebok classic, the uh-huh. the the black suede with the white on the side. Like I, I like those. And I would what I would do since, you know, I couldn't afford shoes and I'd buy those, but I'd, I'd mess around with the, with the laces. I'd get like some red yeah. laces or some black laces. Yeah. Kind of do the crisscross stuff, yeah. match them with the outfit. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Lace like lace so. game was hot back then. The fat laces too. If you rock that mm-hmm. shit, that was it. Uh, mm-hmm. Thinking about this, I I was watching Friday, uh, probably like last week for some reason. It just popped on, and I was checking out the shoe game. Craig is in some fucking all black Air Force One lows with some uh, with a white swoosh. And like I think the white heel, and I was like, "Whoa, that's fucking action right there!" I dig that. Very simple, but mm-hmm. like, damn, I didn't. I I I guess that's the first time I. No, nah, I probably realized it in the past, but I never appreciated it. And just fucking simple, white on black Air Force One low. Uh, I I dig that because I've had yep. Air Force Ones. I've had uh, black uh, black highs. I've had black lows. I've had white highs. I've had white lows. But I never considered a low. Uh, black on with white uh white swoosh on it so I, I i think that's pretty cool yeah 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 i've seen i think uh john elliott released some like that and they were like this really really butter like black leather yeah and so it was like you know the whole body the the whole upper is all this like and then it had a white swoosh yeah with the white sole yeah on some lows some air force one lows did you and see yeah man those? you wear those right you, yeah yeah no, yeah, you def- definitely, definitely. You wear those right, they're going to fucking pop off hard, very hard. Um, yeah. Did you see those fucking ASICs that they draw pictures of with that big-ass, like, ASIC 6 on the front of it? It's like an ASIC, like, mid. No. I, I don't want to call it a high. It's like an ASIC mid. And then for some reason, I don't know, that mm. ASICs curly Q, they, they stuck it on the fucking front mm. of the tongue. And it's not like a soccer tongue mm. or anything like that, but it looks pretty dope. I'm I'm highly interested into in it. I'll uh, I'll send you a have to a send me a link. Yeah, because you know yeah. I'm a big Asics fan. Yeah. I'm a big Asics fan. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, 
if you had to choose between uh, the Air Max 90 or the Asics Gel Light 3, who, what would be your choice? Oh, I'm going Gel Light 3 all day. I'm not a big Air Max guy, yeah. in all honesty. Bro. I'm a gel guy. Those eight, oof, yeah, 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 yeah. Me yeah. too, man. I've always been like, you You, you saw the the, mm-hmm. the selections of the Gel Lights that I had mm-hmm. at the store. Amazing, some amazing big, stuff. Big appreciator. Man big appreciator that you know which tinker tinker hatfield had a lot to do with that design too yeah cool oh okay. the jelly three did not know that did not know that that he yeah. dabbled over there that's dope mm-hmm. you know, that's yeah. where he that's where he got his uh that's where he learned how to do all that stuff at asics and then mm. he came over here and created nike man mm. yeah. freaks and geeks that's a first that's dropping fucking mad mm. knowledge right there i couldn't have told you that my goodness, I could not yep. have told you the hell yeah, Brandon. That's some good shit right there. Uh dropping sneaker yeah, foot game yeah. knowledge. All right. So we talked about the come up from El Paso to fucking to now. You got the fucking lavish little house over there. You got everybody uh coming through. You got the pool. We talked the car, the fucking 05 Sob 92X. We talked about the sneakers, the fucking uh the fucking shacks that popped up in the fucking uh uh, uh garage sale. You just roll up on them and they're gone. Man, gone uh yeah, bro. without a trace. Excellent, excellent. So whoever us, had those that uh, whoever bought them, I hope they warm. I hope they warm <laughs> good, bro. Uh, much respect, much respect. Just looking out for them. Hopefully they uh, uh wherever at, uh, uh if you're out there, this one's for you. Um, now the gear, but the gear, let's go into the gear. Let's move away from the come up. We're here. We're in the present part of that come up also included you. You talked about your, uh, uh your sneaker gallery. Okay. Epica. That's mm. the first spot. That's really the first uh, uh, establishment that I walked into in, in deep Ellum. So that is deep Ellum to me in all honesty, but I gotta tell you, um, wow, and I love. I've been. I love fucking. As soon as, I don't think I would have gone, had it not been for a buddy of ours. Shout out. He he mm-hmm. loves when he gets shout outs. Shout out to the shoe janitor. Uh, if that buddy. Hey, what up? <laughs> if that buddy would, and he loves shout outs, buddy. He fucking loves him. Um, if that buddy wouldn't have taken me in that day and and uh, let me check out what's going down, then I I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have gone I, for some reason. Yeah. Uh, um, not necessarily to uh, uh, Epica itself, but I think Deep Ellum. Uh, he put me on to a, a Deep Ellum, and then mm-hmm. by that got me in there. But how did that come about, man? Like, uh, uh, you don't just uh, uh, open up a shoe gallery, you know? Um, what yeah. was what? How, how does where's the uh, foundation of that vision of that dream? Um, man, it it really was spontaneous, honestly. Um, I was married, uh, before that. And, uh, at that point I was on that mental of like, okay, well I'm saving up money cause we're married now. And, uh, you know, thinking of, I'm going to live this thinking I had it all figured out, bro. Like I knew what I was going to do and I knew where I was going to be like in five years and blah, blah, blah. And like, what's that saying that, that, you want to make uh you want to make god laugh telling him your uh plans so it was kind of that kind of situation bro because uh you know i was here thinking and then she you know uh i wish her well and everything that she i guess at some point decided she didn't want to have kids or i don't know what it was she didn't want to be married yeah so it was like super random just out of the blue it just 
one day we were together and we were happy and then uh it just it was it was crazy so it kind of sent me like on a whirlwind and like you know it's like i just felt like i woke up one day uh in an apartment by myself yeah Yeah. like Uh, and like thinking like i just woke that's how that's how quick it was bro and i was like what the fuck what happened so then i started thinking okay well what's my next move and i said you know what fuck it man i'm just gonna move to la oh shit so i did i I packed up all my vinyl oh i didn't know Um, that yeah i packed up all my vinyl which is i have at that point i had like Six thousand records. Okay, yeah, thousand maybe seven thousand. So it was a a big, the big task, right? So then my theory was, okay, so what I'll do, I'll to like you know, close off all odds and ends here in Dallas. I'll pack up my vinyl and I'll take it to El Paso where it'll already be halfway. Yeah, you know. So then when I'm moving to LA, it's just I pick it up and boom, we keep going. Right there. So uh, I had already done that. And I was, I had my vinyl packed up in a U-Haul and I was driving to El Paso and um, it was a, what year was it where it was like a big blizzard? I want to say either 2012 or 2013, huge blizzard. So long story short, I'm driving to El Paso, which normally takes like eight hours. It took me 16 hours to get there, bro. Going like 20 miles per hour, driving an F-150 with a U-Haul full of vinyl and skidding with the on the ice like every 200 feet it seemed like you know by myself i had three jackets on i had my hoodie on a beanie gloves because (laughs) i was already for sure that i was gonna crash yeah um because i saw like three semis on fire like on the way because it was it was a nasty yeah ice it was iced up I had just gone through a divorce. I had no money to get a hotel room. I had nothing, bro, you know. And uh, so that 16-hour drive was, uh, you know, yeah, Yeah. started thinking a lot. And, uh, you know, like I told you, I thought I could, you know, I was ready to crash. And and who knows what could happen. And during that whole time, I started kind of reflecting. And I'm like, well, what am I doing uh, in LA. So like, you know, I'm basically going to throw away all these years of networking that I've done and relationships that I've built in Dallas with people and with the city and with the, with the scene and the culture to go to LA and start from scratch, you know? And then, you know, so why am I doing that? And and then it started, and then you start thinking, well, am I running away from my problems? So then I was like, I don't want to be this guy to be known as running away from my problem. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well then what am I running to if, you know, if I value these relationships and my friends and everything that I've built in Dallas, uh, what am I running to in LA, which was music, culture, art, shoes, you know, shopping on Melrose was sick as fuck back then in LA, you know, different uh, sporty LA stores, undefeated, all that. I was like, that's what I'm running to. And I was like, okay, well then why, instead of running to there, stay with all the relationships and bonds that you've made in Dallas and, and you bring that oh. to Dallas. Okay. That's so big, I, that's, that's big, that's big knowledge right there, man. That's big thought. Yeah. Well, you so had time. I, you had 16 That's hours. where I decided, bro, on the way to on the way to El Paso, which yeah. I was already halfway moving to LA. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in Dallas. I'm gonna make my own store. Yeah. 
and uh and it turned into epica man and it was a beautiful thing you know and everything every beautiful thing has its end and you know yeah i'm sad that it ended i'm kind of happy it's ended also because it did kind of you know i don't know it had its space and it was such a good time and i was able to create a space for a lot of people to share their mm-hmm. uh their immaculate art. fucking space yeah yeah i didn't go to the second one i think man i was trying to go to the second one i i it didn't i didn't make it so the first one you you had two two spots right yeah i had two spots okay. in deep Ellum. Yeah, yeah so the first one was hot fucking action guy i can't speak on the second one because I, unfortunately i never made it over there but that one my goodness a Thank lot you. of good fucking times there yeah man. i love those christmas shindigs so for people that didn't know. yeah great yeah so the front the front space was uh 600 square feet and i just had blank wall yeah and i would do art shows there so i got to meet a lot of amazing artists from dallas which are now you know, Junebug, I, I was lucky enough to have his first art show ever, and he's designed his own Nike. He designed the Warache. Okay. And I had an art show with him, um, you know, Jeremy Biggers, um, uh, just uh, so many, Riley Holloway, which is an amazing oil paint uh, painting guy, yeah. uh, just so many people, so, and not only just artists, but, you know, musicians and just movers and shakers that are just there and dedicating their lives to the culture and to love and stuff which one was the cat that you had that had a fucking like foreign movie posters with cartoons on it it would be a foreign who was that do you remember that one i didn't you have some joint who was that his name is uh max uh his instagram i think is snipe art s-n-i-p-e-a-r-t and uh, so this dude he spent the majority of his life growing up, him and his dad, their passion was collecting these movie posters. Mm-hmm. And it's like the original ones from when like the movies were released and the then they put them up. at The yeah. fucking big theater ones. Yeah. And then he would go so as deep as getting like, okay, well, I, I, he'd have the Scarface release from Spain or oh. from Mexico City. So the words are in Spanish and yeah. like those are even harder to come by and stuff like that. So then he would do that which the, the poster it's in itself already is valuable and expensive. Yeah. And that's why he's saying he'd snipe the art. Cause then on top of that, he'd paint. <laughs> yeah. You know? So yeah, it was cool, man. He'd uh, just the visions that he would have and he would incorporate like a, an animated character on top of the character on the, on the, on the movie poster it was i remember it, uh hong kong fooey on one do you remember what poster that mm-hmm. was was that godfather yeah. or what i don't I know i think it was uh bruce lee it was yeah it was i think was that fucking enter the dragon with hong kong fooey on it i think so whoa if you, if you go to his uh web his instagram you know i don't yeah. want don't quote me but i think so i man. think like, no i think that is yeah. what it is damn yeah. yeah that was a hot action one man so, those funny. were cool bro very very cool I got lucky with some. He gave me some uh, from uh, Goodfellas, which was the 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 release from I think like Portugal. Yeah, and it was uh, and then he instead of painting a character on there, he just painted letters, and it was the "fuck you, pay me." Oh, okay. On him, and nice. uh, yeah, and uh, 
Yeah, man, such good times and all those art shows. And like you said, the Christmas stuff, that became one of my most favorite things, bro. Lot, buddy. We, and the, that's when buddy. you and me would get to really kind of hang out. Hell yeah, those, man. Uh, I remember walking one winter, I forget when it was, and we walked, I think it was my bachelor party was in the, no, it was some winter time. And me and the shoe janitor are walking by and it's fucking, we're walking down the spot and it's just, it's not, like it's just depressed yo it's like fucking charlie brown walking down the street it's yeah smooth just tranquil like lo-fi jazz playing and it's like that's it's gone but let's keep it moving like i think buddy walked in and i was like yeah. man i'm gonna stay out here we'll see you yeah. when you come back <laughs> we'll see you when you get out here man. yeah yeah, yeah. Good <laughs> excuse me um yeah the, those christmas fucking spectaculars at epica were fucking bananas i had one coach dream. cans and kicks yeah yeah yeah, coach yeah, yeah yeah cans and kicks is what we used to call it yeah, yeah. uh yeah. you would open up the fucking back the fun. backyard and there was uh shit going down out there yeah. you would have people vibing and the shit load of stuff mm-hmm. some out of sight i remember there was a, a music artist one time came and was fucking dropping bars in there i think I think that was fucking. I think I remember that. Yeah, Tony Tony Williams. Uh, yeah, from Kanye, he nice. does uh, all the background vocals for Kanye. He performed in there, and Fuck. Uh, yeah, uh, Rache, the band, which is a bunch of like you know now these these kids uh, are all traveling. You know, what were before all this pandemic yeah. shit uh, with like classically trained musicians and like uh, if y'all ever look at uh, get on YouTube, look up this guy Mike Mitchell the drummer on youtube okay. young kid from dallas and this dude is an animal like the kit is literally like surrounding him he's probably he probably has like 50 drums oh and he's just like animal from, uh, the fu- <laughs> yeah, from for the muppets baby, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and, and but dude classic jazz trained like he he's touring with like big big jazz artists yeah and he was in epica one time just with like a little sick kid just getting down you know that's sick action it was, man. it was fun man it was fun but you know it was just it was just i guess my way of uh trying to uh turn a a negative situation into a positive situation you know with uh a lot of times you know people could let something negative like a divorce uh mm-hmm. uh just totally derail you and yeah. uh but you know like like a cat you throw a cat and it always lands on its feet. I wanted, I wanted to make sure I landed on my feet yeah. and challenge myself at the same time. So really with Epica, it was me putting myself out there and saying, saying to myself, like, look, motherfucker, you have no other choice but get out to there. win. Yeah. And yes. Get out there and do get the fuck out there. So it it put me in a situation where I, I had to create and I Hell was yeah. creating and I was helping create Some beautiful and, stuff. But yeah, got, I'm going to post a picture of that bit. I'm a uh, fucking Epica storefront uh, for this episode. The beautiful, <laughs> beautiful stuff. I got two more things with this whole, uh, yeah. uh, the gear, the spot. What is the definition of Epica to you? Because I'll, I'll tell you, I just kind of was like, had a little moment while you were talking about um, this time. And then I re- I look down and I look at the, the definition of what I wrote down for Epica. Epica, the definition as far as fucking the three W's is concerned, um, 
period of time marked by uh, uh, distinctive features or events, peace and goodwill. That's the definition of it, man. And you just fucking describe the definition of everything that went down. Uh, whenever you were getting throwing anything down there, when anytime I went there, like I wrote this today and I didn't, I was like, okay, yeah, period of time marked by distinctive features. Okay, that's what Epic can be like. What? Yeah, I was there at periods of time marked with distinctive features and events, peace and goodwill. So what, it, is that why, I mean, why did you name it that? That's why, because that's what it was. Yeah. That's what it, what it was. was. Um, and, you know, uh, not only just for the, the, the situation that I was in because of the life mm-hmm. change that I was yeah. going through, but just everything as a whole, you know, uh, we've we've been feeling the 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 world and the earth and everything is kind of changing um everybody feels it um and it's been kind of like a slow progression until it's gotten to the point that we're at now where it's like accelerating and it's getting to Mm -hmm. a point where it's like fuck like you know it's it's completely changed the world's different bro yeah and uh i've i've felt the change since then i felt it since then i knew what things were changing um, not only for me, but just everything. And uh, so that's, you know, the mark of a new uh, a new epoch in time. Yeah. Which is, yeah, you know, a time that's chosen as the beginning of a whole new era. It was hot. And that's, oh, that's what Epoca was. For yeah. me, it was that. That's what it was for Deep Bellum. That's what it was for Dallas, for yeah. the whole entire world. Man, so. it was a beautiful thing. Does it still have a, a heartbeat at all? Is there anything there? Um, You know, um. You never know, you know, like uh, this Debbie Does Disco thing that I'm doing again, uh, that had ended and it got resurrected again. But, you know, it's just, I don't know um, if it does, it might come back as like maybe an art gallery. Um, I don't know about a store again. Retail, man. Who you got to compete with? with? Fuck. You had some hot accounts, yo. Yeah, yeah I did. I had, but- I had a uh, Vans off the wall. Yeah. I had a uh, uh, Van Skate. Yeah, no other stores to this day in Dallas have those, uh, except for the Vans store. You know, yeah. but even then, I had shoes that the Vans store wasn't getting. <laughs> My Vans rep is the Vans rep for Undefeated and Supreme Whoa. and Bodega, and it was just because I randomly one time at um, at a trip. What's the trade show in Vegas called again? Um, I don't even know what it's called now. Uh, we're not talking about Antique Roadshow, are we? No. No. But yeah, it was a big trade show in LA where, you know, all these brands, streetwear stuff coming together. And like, yeah. I just saw that he was wearing some badass, uh, some vaults. And I hit him up and I was like, bro, those are badass shoes. And, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, thanks. And I told him, I knew, and he was surprised that I knew what it was. Yeah start shooting the shit, whatever. And it's like, okay, cool. And then when, and then I go and he ends up being the Vans rep. Jeez. And uh, then I'm like, well, bro, I want Vans. He's like, well, you're a new account. You know, you need to speak to the new account guys over here and stuff. And I was like, now, nah, bro, I want an account with you. <laughs> Cause I know you just told me, you told me that you're the vault guy. <laughs> I want vault. I don't want those shoes over there. Yeah, I, I don't want, want that stuff. <laughs> what you got G. Yeah. And uh, you know, he, he uh i guess you know he, just coincidences bro and and it, it, it he turned out saying i'll tell you what okay i'm gonna start your account he started my account 
he came to visit the store a couple of times and, you know, he was giving me, he was, he was hooking me up with shoes, man. Like sh- some bands in there that only those top stores were getting. Um, it was cool. Yeah. I never got Nike in there, you know, but Nike's like a whole other cult. And, oh yeah. <laughs> you, gotta, you had some Asics in there, right? Some signature. Oh, yeah, you had Asics. a couple of releases uh, yeah. of some yeah. shit, some, some, mm-hmm. some, uh, very small batch stuff going in yeah. there, man. Yeah. Um, I had, did I, I had, did I see new balance? I had new balance in there okay. too. I had some good releases from those, uh, the made in America stuff. Yeah. Um, some fire throwback jerseys yeah. and jackets. Puma. I had yeah. Puma. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, and some, some good exclusives on there too. Had a lot of colorways on the Pumas, uh, the Puma suede's that were, uh, uh, very limited as well. And it was, it was, it was fun, man, but man, it, that, that world is, it's too fast. It's too fast. Oh for, yeah. It's a for monster my blood. For, for one, for one fucking solid soul. That's just trying to fucking, fucking go at fucking Rocky in that bitch and boom, boom, boom. It's like, yeah. yo. Fucking the Russians gonna come out and just fucking swallow you quickly. Yeah, it's tough, yeah. man. Odds yeah. are against you, but it was a hell yeah. of a run, but it was a beautiful fucking, like we said, period in time. Um yeah. amazing fucking thing. I will tell you one last thing about that before we get into the the heavy. Uh because this next part's gonna be fucking heavy. What is that? Uh um uh, uh 80, what is it, 70 gram, 80 gram, or whatever they no. weigh the records at. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the last thing for this thing. Um, I had a dream, man, and it's not a dream. It's like I was asleep. My dream was I wanted to, and excuse me if I speak out of term, I wanted to take a shower. And when I figured there was a shower in Epica, I was like, <laughs> man, that last time I went there, I was like, I'm going to go to this bathroom real quick. Anybody in here? And I was like, I'm going to take a shower. And I was like, oh, nah. I just wanted to take a shower in that bitch and come out and just be like, what's going on? Let's keep the party going on. But like, hey, you should have, man. You should have told me, man. Uh, you wouldn't have been the only one. There was a lot of people that would do that. Like, you know, yeah. it's like, hey, I want to hit up the I want to hit up the event or, you know, something. But I'm just going to be pulling up out of work. It's like, yeah. okay, well, come get ready here, bro. And uh you I just know, wanted to do it. Just, it was, was a nice shower too, bro. Cobblestone, yeah. cobblestone. That floor. whole fucking bathroom, <laughs> Joe, yo, was yeah. fucking out of sight, man. Yeah. Very yeah, vibey, was... very vibey. It felt like a candle in that motherfucker right there. Yeah, yeah bro. It was, yeah. It, it, it was fun. It was fun, you know, for four years, bro, of waking up in my store. It was like so surreal, man, yeah. really. Because I'm telling you, like, just the way life tossed and turned me and i ended up there yeah you know waking up in deep bellum in a in my shoe boutique yeah slash art gallery yeah when at the cusp of when deep bellum is coming up and it's uh you know resurgence that it goes through i think like every 10 years and and being a part of it was was very amazing man i ain't gonna lie there was some some times where i just on my knees man yeah and i just be like you know, God, thank you. Like, yeah. you know, I'm so, so grateful. And, um, you know, if I gave it my all and, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough, uh, thing, but either way, I, I consider it a hundred percent a success. Oh yeah. It was a fucking success. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell it did what it needed. Yeah. It, yeah. Was yeah. there a basement? Other than let you take a shower in it. So Oh no, that that's was... it's a dream, bud. It's a dream. <laughs> I was, even when even uh, a buddy, uh, uh shoe janitor walked in, I was like, Man, I could walk in there right now and take a shower and just roll the fuck out. But 
yeah. no that's a i'll always take that one every christmas i'm like man i wish i could be taking the shower in fucking epica right now that'd be fucking ice but um did it yeah. have a uh did it have a basement that's a crazy conversation man because th- so one time that i had an event some mm-hmm. weird old couple dude and you know deep bellum is just a bunch of strange people yeah so it was like you they were i would say 60s 65 old couple but like the dude was like dressing like like uh like a tuxedo yeah like they were they were they were partying they were going somewhere and they were i guess somebody told them about the art show so they showed up to the art show and they walked in and the ladies like her eyes are huge and she's looking around and she's like oh my god Oh my God. And then they told me the whole situation. They said there was an elevator right uh-huh. by where the kitchen was. Yeah. That was big enough to hold cars uh, and that it would go downstairs and that there was a basement. And I was like, no, but the, I've asked the, the, the owner of the building and he's told me that there's no basement. And yeah. she's like, nope, nope, nope. There's a basement. There is a basement down there. It's huge. They used to have a bunch of pool tables down there. She told me everything about the space. Yo. And then there was a, uh, there, uh, there was another space that was very popular for art back in back in the day. So I'm talking about like 60s, 70s. Okay. That was like three doors down. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I think you have it confused with, I forget the name of it. Yeah. And it's over there. And, and she's like, no, because that place had such and such written in tile. And she's like, come here. And she walked me. Sure enough, the tile was whatever it's over there. She's like, no, I know exactly what your space is. And it's got a basement. So I never got to, you know, there were situations where we'd be kind of drunk and stuff and think, okay, let's kind of cut the hole here on the wood. But (laughs) Oh, man. I didn't want to mess with the... I didn't want to mess with the wood floor because you remember yeah, the wood floor was like that re, repurposed, uh, yeah. repurposed basketball floor from, yeah. a, from an old high school. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. man. That detail, too. The fucking brick wall. So who knows, man? All it, that shit. I think – I believe her. I believe her, bro. I think there is a basement there. I chance to see it. Yeah. That's crazy. Be That's badass. bonkers. With the with old elevator, man. What about the – you ever go up with the roof? Yeah. What was above you? Was oh, there yeah. anything above you? So above me was the art. Uh, uh, a photo studio okay uh my buddy jason uh love love pick love uh on instagram really pick good love. photography he actually his uh specialty is what's called boudoir photography okay i don't know if you're familiar with boudoir photography so no, like girls will take pictures and uh, and like they'll take like provocative pictures. Sometimes okay. they're naked even, and they give them to like their sugar daddies or uh-huh. their husbands as like a gift for their fifth grandmother. So boudoir photography, that's his specialty. So it's funny because remember you're saying how we'd be outside in the backyard and just kind of yeah. kicking it. Sometimes we'd be blazing it back there. Um, and then you, I just look up and I look in the window and there'd be like some nakedness going on. Really? <laughs> Was that residential but, um, behind you? Huh? Was that residential behind you? No, behind me was a gypsy tea room. Okay. okay. Yeah. But, you know, he'd want to capture that natural light from the window sometimes. So he'd yeah. have him like standing by the window. And yeah. I'm just sitting there and I look up like, oh. <laughs> it was a live little yard back there in the back, man. I dug that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Little fire fun, sometimes. Had a, little, keg, uh, had a little fire pit. Uh, ice chest keg with the little uh, the Dallas blonde. Deep, shout out to fucking uh, uh, Deep Ellum. With that blonde, we love it. We yeah. love it. 
All right, but yep, yep. um, great com great chat with the uh, uh, that vision, the gear. All right, so I appreciate yeah. that. All you freaks and geeks out there, you missed a fucking uh, you missed an amazing period of time marked by uh, distinctive <laughs> features and events that were full of peace and goodwill. You did miss it, but on uh, um, on uh, cold December nights, if you're ever walking on what was that Elm. Elm, was it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're ever walking on Elm Street, uh, you can uh, you can almost hear these uh, these faint little conversations in in uh, uh, soft uh, jazz beats uh, when you pass by the old Epica. So yeah, maybe check it out one day, but y'all out there, I want to talk to you next about uh, uh, Debbie Does Disco, but mm -hmm. this is the heavy. All right. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I uh, like. I like I mentioned to you. I, um, it started like last night really i was i was getting ready to go to bed and i was like man i need to i, I want to listen to uh, uh, buddy's tracks i want to listen to all his uh, um recorded sets so I, I went to the fucking ig and i was just scrolling 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 hitting stuff getting and, and hitting some good stuff it was getting uh, mm -hmm. that wiggle vibe going down good, so good introduce the freaks and geeks to uh, debbie does disco for the people that don't know excuse me for the freaks and geeks out there that aren't aware of uh, uh what that is for the people that the freaks and geeks that have been under a rock for the past uh, uh 20 <laughs> years let us know what's going down with debbie does disco introduce it to us and then tell us some stories about it yeah so uh debbie does disco is a uh concept that i developed uh, actually back in 2010 mm -hmm. um and i was doing shows here in Dallas under the Debbie Does Disco uh, moniker. And really what it was, was I wanted it to be something kind of mysterious. I wanted people to be wonder. I didn't want people to know it was me doing the events. Okay. Um, it go, kind of goes back to where I was telling you where Epoca kind of forced me to put myself out there. Because before that, I'd never, you know, I've, I've, I've been Private guy. doing events and cult stuff and been involved in cultural events and stuff for over 20 years. But I've always not wanted my face to be, I don't want to be a poster boy. Yeah. Um, so Debbie Does Disco was a way to do that. And uh, without it being something that I, that it was me. So it, it became kind of a cool thing because people would come to the parties and they'd be like, yo, who's Debbie? <laughs> who's Debbie? And I'd be like, ah, uh, she's she, in the back. I don't know, man. I, she, I haven't seen her. She's probably somewhere. Dude, I want to meet her, man. You know, Debbie's who is she? Here, like, where'd she come from? And it, dude, it turned into a whole story that yeah. it, I don't even know who, where it all came from, but it <laughs> turned out that people were tough that she was from uh from Hollywood in LA and she was oh. doing parties in LA and that she uh uh was wanting to move to Dallas and that uh -huh. you know she has family in Highland Park and uh she when she would come visit over here she she'd come and she'd throw parties and uh <laughs> like it just into it sounds like I, fucking Gatsby but <laughs> yeah bro and i was like yeah She's okay, that's yeah. what it is, you that's know, sick. and people would come and like, you know, well, who's Debbie, who's Debbie, blah, blah, blah. And, um, but I kind of back then, I guess, what is it? I, I, I saw two, I had two high hopes for it because I right away immediately. So one of the first people that I brought was, uh, J rock from the, uh, uh, from, uh, Matt, uh, stone's throw records. I don't know if you know, J rock. Uh, he's familiar. one of the uh, invisible scratch pickles. Um, so, anyways, amazing turntablist from yeah. from LA. 
um, amazing turntablist, but he's known for doing amazing uh, disco sets in Japan. Oh. And I've always wanted to see it, and but I, I've never been able to afford to go to Japan. So I yeah. booked him to come play from, you know, flew him from LA to come play. And I told him, but I want you to play disco. And he was like super stoked. He's like, bro, nobody ever asked me to play disco when oh, I'm on the States. Like, so he was super excited about it. And he came, but it's like, you, like, you know, like not many people know who J-Rock is. It's a yeah. really geeky, you have to be really, really nerdy into music, I guess, to know who J-Rock is. Yeah. Look him up. Will do. You, you guys would love him. J-Rock. J-R-O-C-C. Um, cool. So anyways, um, I lost my he's ass. Spell, he's spelling for you, bud. He's fucking spelling fucking. Yeah. He appreciated me. All right. So you lost your. Yeah. yeah he, uh, he even did a mixtape for uh, Supreme back in like the 90s. He's a, yeah. he's a really good DJ. Um, but so I lost my ass on a, on several, the first couple of parties. And you know what, now that I think about it, that may have had to do with my divorce. Okay. <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, so, but I was looking at it as an investment, but then all of that happened. And it kind of, like I said earlier, it kind of spiraled me throughout life. And then it just not intentionally, but it just kind of got put in the back. Burner. Um, but, um, after Epoca, and I don't know if you remember, I had some of my vinyl collection at Epoca too. I think I so. I had about maybe I think I remember some of crates. There. And, I think so. Mm-hmm, and I had my turntables there. I had two shelves, those big IKEA shelves. Uh, so twenty-five crates of records that I had there. Cool. I would play them every once in a while. Um, and uh, so when Epoca closed, you know, I'd I'd go to just kind of hang out with friends, and then I started meeting people, and then uh, I met a group of, of people who are now very dear friends of mine. And like I said, I went to Oklahoma earlier uh, this weekend and that was with them, but that's where, how I met them. And just through meeting them, they told me that they, one day they were like, Oh, we love house music. We love techno music. And that kind of, you know, I mean, I've been doing, I've been DJing since 96 guys. 96. Okay. And girls. Um, freaks and, and geeks. That was, yeah. Freaks and geeks. <laughs> and, uh, so since 96 and it was like i told you from that time that i was a uh, break dancing and i just yeah. fe- fell into the in el paso. scene and i was in el paso yeah so yeah so raving 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 moved to dallas raving 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 you know not really edm so you know there's edm and then there's yeah. house music they're two completely different things i definitely Whoever agree tells you the same thing it's not the same thing yeah, okay so no. this is this is house music stuff that i'm talking about and uh, it's honestly been my life since then. Like since then, that has what that's what inspired me to create Epoca. I'm telling you, like when I came up with the revelation to create Epoca, I was driving my records mm-hmm. to El Paso because I was getting ready to move them to LA. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they've always been my thing. Um, so when I met some people that were interested into it, I was like, Oh, you really like techno? You like house music? <laughs> really? Do you? Because I know house music and I know techno friends, you guys some stuff. And then it turned into, okay, well, you know, next time that we're hanging out here, why don't you bring the turntables and we'll see what's up. And I was like, okay, let's get down. Let's get down. And that eventually just blew up into what, Debbie does disco is now and the last show that we had was in February of last year okay. uh for Valentine's Man, and uh it was sad. called the party was called Love is the Message Oof. 
and we I, we found a, an old like car mechanic body shop on Jefferson Street, which is in Oak Cliff, Dallas, the hood. And we converted that place, man. I mean, we literally had to spend like, we spent like two weeks cleaning the <laughs> inside of trash, of junk body parts and tires and fenders and tools and all you you you'd not believe like the type of shit that we found in there and cleaned it out and created that body shop uh created a disco so that's what debbie does disco it's not disco per se saying that i'm playing uh you can ring my bell and ymca um because no, disco yeah disco is much more than that yeah. uh you know disco is is not a music genre it's it's uh uh presence a, a, an environment that you that yeah. you build yes. you make a yeah. disco yeah to play music so like back in the days when you think disco they were playing james brown they were playing r&b funk soul stuff in a disco environment so that's what i do i create a disco i put a i have a, a four foot disco ball that we sit up in the middle we decorate um i have a crew of people that help me out with everything we do uh this is an underground party too by by the way so you know we uh we stay open. the last that valentine's party i played till 9 a.m damn my last record was at nine in the morning my goodness but but we have a coat check in the front uh-huh. the ladies drop off their coats look at the uh, they're dressed to this. the nines they're 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 coming they're, they're ready they're coming to the disco that's that's the way people you know they put yeah. more attention it wasn't just going out and seeing what we get into like yeah. you know back in the day you got ready and you prepared yourself for the disco and that's oh, what people do now man one, and it yeah. just, you have to bro it's it's man it's like it creates this little bubble of like it shouldn't exist bro it shouldn't exist <laughs> but it does especially right now in these days it's the best gig that i've ever played at man ever ever and it's it's just it's it's amazing and i get to play records you know like on the on the whiskey nights yeah. i played a uh a quincy jones uh jazz record mm-hmm. into a uh detroit techno uh moody man record uh which I would never be able to do that at a bar yeah. or anywhere. Everybody'd like be like, "Dude, what the fuck? What are, <laughs> what, what are you doing?" But nah. at Debbie does disco. Like, I get a reaction out it's of all people game, dance. Yeah. People love it. Like, you know. Yeah. No, it, your it, transitions are fucking smooth, Jack. Uh, yeah. I. I Thanks, they, like you. You get on a uh, um, a track. I don't know uh, a certain. I guess section of music, a track of music, and it's it's you're vibing on it for a minute, multiple fucking minutes, and then it'll transition smoothly into the fucking next one. And uh, oh man, that's fucking mm-hmm. tremendous. But um, so yeah, whoa, keep on going, keep on going. Totally different. It's almost like the best way I could describe it is like uh, like the Japanese people, mm-hmm. how if they get into a certain thing, like they like ninja focus. You know, like the Japanese have taken denim pants, for example, and now you have Evisu, which is like the best cream of the crop selvage denim that you could possibly think of. They're milling the best stuff. That's that's the way I look at my passion in, in, in house music and dance music. 
Like, I want to be able to play the best stuff on the best stuff. Be- so because that's that's the message that I'm getting from it. And I want the listeners to also get it out of there as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you picked an amazing fucking um, uh, piece of equipment to utilize. Tell us about the fucking, uh, used to call it, where is it at? The uh, uh, the Disco Bunny sound system. Tell us what, yeah. <laughs> what that's about. What is that's the just, Disco Bunny uh, sound system? So... Uh, one of my dear friends, my my best friend, really, uh, this guy, Mondo, he's originally from El Paso, too, and he shares the same uh, love and passion that I have for music. And yeah. uh, we're just, like I told you, we just want to honor it and be as, as in the best way possible. So all of this stuff comes, all, all the house music, EDM and all that, believe it or not comes from the dude used to put together and i don't know if you've ever seen pictures of it where it's like these stacks like walls of sound like just speakers on top speakers on top of speakers on top of speakers and it's these jamaican sound systems no that's what they would do no no not not on that but keep going man it's a it's a big movement that started hip-hop that started house music started disco that started everything started from jamaican sound systems and in jamaican sound systems they always had the dj and they always had the selector they were two different people. No, so that's I how know what you're far. About. Yeah. Yeah, you'll hear it like on drum and bass where they're like, bo, 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 my yes. selector. Yeah. Stuff like that. Well, that's where it comes from. And okay. uh, so we, me and Mondo take it even at that, that far. So when you go to see a Debbie Does Disco, I'm DJing the records, but Mondo is selecting the records. Oh. And it's just... I don't, we that's how deep we go because we feel like by doing that it separates the ego away from anything like having work to do with, with the event. Yeah, it's like work with this. Yeah, because like, yeah, that's dope. Yeah, like I'm not D I'm DJing, but I'm technically not DJing because he's picking the records. Yeah, and he's not DJing because he's not DJing, but he's picking the records. So yeah. there's no that it goes. So who's Debbie? I'm not Debbie. Damn. The girls that decorate for me are not Debbie. Mondo that selects the records are not Debbie. It's there's no ego tied to the thing at all. The people Debbie that, is Debbie. Debbie is the disco. It's yeah, the, the, the people that, that come. Environment. I think the people that show up are Debbie. Whoa! I was gonna ask who is Debbie. Deb, that might be the name of the yeah. podcast, but who is Debbie? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So that's how deep we take it, and so even further, we uh, are recording of. You know, the way the musician, when they master a record, uh-huh. they leave it to sound the same way that it sounded in the studio when it was recorded. Okay. So you can't get a better recording other than that. So we we do, we do get records. And not only that, it also supports this because it, you have to pay for vinyl. And um, if anybody's ever wondering what's the best way to support a musician, buy their record because okay. all the money goes to them. Okay. Um, but you know, just it's so it starts on a on a on an analog vinyl record, and it goes through the needle, and then it goes from the needle, which is also you know analog. It's a diamond tip that's running through the grooves, and it goes into uh, our mixer. Which is that what you wanted to talk about? My well, mixer. Yeah, well, yeah, your tables. You're you are you using uh, Audio Technica yeah. tables or what's going down? No, these are techniques. Techniques. This is before okay. yeah audio. 
Technica bot techniques. Okay, okay, okay. And now so they're doing audio technica, but the so original ones are, nice. are just techniques. So techniques. we're on. I got some technique twelve hundred. And you use yeah. this. You're the first person so that I we, ever, ever saw use the fucking weight. Or is that is it a weight? You call it the mm-hmm. weight. You like yeah, buddy. it's a weight. Yeah. And then I, I yeah. so I would share pictures yeah, so of, of what you would use with other mm-hmm. like vinyl and fucking record heads, and they were like, yeah. That guy's serious, but he's oh, got the real. fucking weight. Cool. Yeah, because it's going to reduce the amount of vibration that's going to go through the needle by holding okay. the record down. As compared to if you don't hold it down, it can shake. Look at you. So, I mean, it's like it's like ninja precision, bro. Like it, it takes a – and that's what makes it so much more special because yeah. there's so many things that could go wrong. Yeah. You could have uh, something that's not grounded. You could have a dirty needle. You could have a dirty record. You could have it monoed. There's so many things that could go wrong, but when but they're not, and they're all going perfectly, and they're in sync, and everything is going the way it needs to go. It's sounding the way it needs to sound. People are feeling the way they need to feel. That is a disco. Mm. That is the disco. Whatever music you play in the disco, that's up to your discretion. But that's disco. Hell yeah. And. Man. Uh, so that's just what we're trying to do, man. We're trying to replicate the most purest uh, scenario to play music the way it should be played for people to enjoy. Yeah. So, you know, the speakers that we use are some Klipsch Lascaux speakers, and which is normally what you would find in like an audiophile um, living room with some them, dude that's like listening to like very rare Japanese jazz or Them bad boys you know? are like 100 pounds a piece, right? very very heavy i mean they're horn loaded bro they're 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 horn loaded they're originally you know they were designed by klipsch in oklahoma and uh to this day i would say there's no better speaker i was i was looking them up today Um, man i did a little research on them and uh i did they are uh that's that's exactly what everybody says is what you yeah. just said, man. Are those so? Yeah. How old are those, man? You say they're fucking uh, vintage for sure. Eighty three. Uh, the 83. the pair the the pair that we have are from eighty three. Nice. But I have uh, updated the crossovers. There's this guy called Bob. His name's Bob Kreitz in Oklahoma, and this dude has dedicated his whole entire life to clip speakers. Okay, Bob. and really. These clipless galas, and there's some other ones called the clipch horns, um, whatever. But he makes new because there's they don't they don't make parts for them no more. Okay. But Bob Kreitz does, and even and the reason they don't make parts for them anymore is because Bob Kreitz makes better parts. <laughs> so even if you call Klipsch and you ask them for something, they're gonna tell you go to Bob Kreitz. Mm. So I've got new crossovers on them, I've gotten new tweeters for them, and yeah. uh, new horns. So they're basically. They're brand spanking you, really. Um, but dude, they are. They are you, so how'd man. you come um, across those? Where'd you where'd you uh, where'd you pick those up at? I've been looking for them for 10, 15 years, man, and I've never been able to find any. And then finally, we uh, rolled upon a uh, um, what do they call an estate sale? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they were R. like R. auctioning. Yeah, and they were auctioning off like all the main parts and i mm-hmm. saw these clips and me and mondo were like dude we need to have them and we picked them up and nice. i actually was it right before christmas like a week before christmas uh mondo went to some place in oklahoma and picked up another pair so now we have four clips oh all right 
man that's rocks, that's bro. mad that's bad business right there man you are <laughs> four of them you are that's are you ready for takeoff yeah uh, <laughs> yeah are you guys ready for takeoff but that's the thing it's like so so what these speakers do really and i, I mean the best way i could describe it man is they're magic man hit them hit them they they make you not only listen to the music they make you feel the music because it's it's a horn, so it's 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 organic and it's 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 being pushed at you in 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 an organic, loving way. There's nothing digital about it, so it's like almost even kind of massaging you in like a molecular level because it it is in one way or another going through your physical body. Yeah, um, there's a if you look up Klitsch La Scala and you look up um, Cosmo, look up Klitsch La Scala Cosmo Murphy. Dude, Cosmo Murphy is this woman. She, yeah, she she lives in L.A. I think. No, I'm sorry. I mean New York or either okay. New York or the U.K. She does an event in the U.K. in a church, and it's basically like a listening party. And there's videos of it on YouTube if you look her up. And they, their people will go into the church and they sit in the church and they just play a record. And some people, you know, it's like bring a record and we'll play it in there, and they'll pick a certain record, and people. You'll see on the video, people are sitting there and they're crying mm-hmm. from just listening to this music off of these clips, La Scala. It's like, it's different. It's different. Um, and people always have the argument that, you know, no, well, digital now has actually gotten to the point where it surpasses the levels that analog could ever be. Yeah. And it's true, but people are still buying records. People still want to feel the way vinyl sounds. Buddy, I think that La Scala and that sound that you describe, um, it transitions into, even on the fucking uh, uh, Mixcloud updates, mm-hmm. like, it, you can hear that. If you listen, mm-hmm. I feel like that, that there is yeah. a clarity yeah. there that, that uh, yeah, like, why was it there? Now I kind of mm-hmm. I kind of have some understanding as to why because of the uh, I guess the magic of those bad boys but uh, um, yes I would definitely and everything agree. everything's gonna be intention man like yeah. uh, like uh, you if you if you go to uh, Taco Bell and you buy a bean and cheese burrito and you eat it and then you go home and you compare it to a bean and cheese burrito that your mom made you. Mm-hmm. you already know which one's going to be better yeah but why is it better it's basic ass ingredients it's just a fucking tortilla mm-hmm. it's just cheese and beans <laughs> but the one your mom made is better Slam and it. the reason for that is because she put intention into it and she yeah. put love into it yeah so then you then in turn she puts the love and the intention into it and then you eat it and you're eating not only the food but you're eating the love and the intent and the intention you're in, you're ingesting that power into it, and that's where it turns into magic. Because when the producer is making the record, they're putting love and intention into it. When they press the record and they master the record, they're putting love and intention to it. When I pick, when Mondo picks the record out of the the and and gives it to me to play it, he's putting love and intention to it. Yeah. And I in turn put it on there, and I put love and intention to it. Then the speakers blast it, blast and it. so that's that's what makes it different, man. That's what Damn. makes it different. 
Those speakers are great. Uncomparable. You cannot, you cannot replicate that in any way whatsoever in any digital. Find, find me the most top-notch digital sound system, and it will not replicate it. It will not. Man. That's hot action. Um, what about this uh, this custom uh, headphone stick? I see you vibing, just doing yeah. your fucking thing. <laughs> Tell me about this. Like, how yeah. long you had this thing? Why did you get that? What's up with it? Um, I like to I like to call it my Jedi stick, man, because uh, you know I've I've always growing up, you know, I've taught, I've taught, I've dedicated my life to the music, you guys. Like, I can't exp- like it's like on some Buddhist monk type levels. Like it's, it's crazy, but I've learned a lot from it. And part of it, so then part of it has been, you know, studying these, the masters at it that have done it before my time. So there's people like uh, Louis Vega in New York. There's a DJ Harvey from the UK. There's uh, Doc Martin in Los Angeles. There's like all these ninja masters in DJing that I've spent my a lot years and years and years of being and seeing how they do things and what they do with it and stuff. And they all use a lollipop earphone. And all my life I've always been like, how do they do that? And like, even at one point, one of my earphones broke and I tried to make a lollipop myself and it, I completely failed. And I've always wanted one. I've always wanted one because I see the, the, the masters, that's what they all use. These maestros. Definitely. And, uh, we started Debbie and, you know, just, just when, when you put intention, you know, like you, you do something that this is going to respond to you. You know, you put one step forward and the universe is going to put 10 steps forward. So then we were building the Disco Bunny sound system and putting all this effort into trying to keep the the, the signal that we're releasing very, very pure. Um, then all of a sudden we run we run in through, uh, through social media to the dude that makes them for all of the maestros. And it's this guy, Uriel in uh, New York City. And he did all the, he's a light guy. He, so the way you have DJs working mixers like this, there's a mix board specifically for the lights in these like really big top-notch clubs. Okay. And they put as much art and effort into the lights. So that's Uriel. Yeah. And we were able to run into him and order a lollipop from the dude that makes them for all the maestros man that's out so of right there. you know it's got again it's got some power to it because yeah. this dude you know puts the love into it it's got that mo- that mojo right so there. yeah that's that's the how sauce. i sauce yeah but i mean but what's so weird is that, like i've been looking for one for years and throughout all those years i was never able to even discover who this guy uriel was and it's just when the time was right it it pops up and it just showed up into my life you know what i mean um, same way with the clips, La Scala's like it, it wasn't, you know, I could, I've been looking for them for years and been wanting them since I could remember. And it wasn't until now that we, they've just landed on, the, on our laps, literally. So, um, Debbie's very, is something very, very special. And I think, uh, when, um, when we get back to a point where humanity could start, congregating again and dancing we're gonna now we're gonna appreciate how important this really is for for us for our health for just for everything and i think debbie's gonna play a key part in that good one way or another at least for this region yeah and that's what we're gonna try to do 
So I can't wait. That sounds exciting, yeah, man. Like you said, it's very deep, man. I get very, very deep into, heavy, into music heavy. and the way it should be yeah. played. Yeah. 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 yeah nice. Um, tell me like a yeah. few more talking points, a few more just points of, uh, of Debbie. Um, how far have you taken, have you taken that? Uh, have you gone, is it, has it strictly stayed in the state? Have you branched out anywhere else? Uh, has it strictly stayed in the uh, Dallas area or what, uh, what's up? Yeah. So we had a very, very hot 2019 mm-hmm. and we were just, I'm, I'm confident enough in it to say that dude, we were, we were blowing up in yeah. 2019 with like, you know, no cap, like without even being arrogant or nothing. It's just because it's, it was just every art, you know, I'm telling you, it started at a, at a loft party at my friend's house with 20 people. And then it went to 50 people. And then at the first one at trade wins, and then from 50 people, it went to a hundred people and uh, the Valentine's party, we had 250 people and it was just Man. on this natural progression. Right. And so in March, we were scheduled to go do a Debbie in Phoenix. We got, I actually got booked by a promoter in Phoenix to bring the whole entire thing out to Phoenix and throw a party over there. And then from there, we were already in negotiations with uh, some people in Austin to do a warehouse party in Austin for, uh, for South by Southwest. Fucking, fucking. And then from there, damn. Excuse me. We were we were planning on going to Miami. Like it was Whoa. this this traject. We had the path of trajectory was set, bro. And we were just waiting for it to happen. Yeah. We already knew. We had our our three months steps already planned out, and we were just waiting for that to happen, man. And then the lockdown happened. So it was it was it was it was hard on all of us because it's not just me. It's not just my friend our uh, Mondo that. It's a big group of us. There's uh, all the Debbie girls, um, all of them. There's it's, so it's like about 13 people total that make this, that help put it all together. And it's okay. 13 people of just like putting all their heart into it, just gushing everything into it, man. And but with that being said, you know we're we've got big plans. We've got very big plans for when things do open up. We want to be. Uh, it's a medicine that I think humanity and our people and everybody's going to need is to be able to just get out there and dance because there's so you know emotions are a real thing you guys okay don't think a lot of us think that sweep them under the rug something sweep them under the rug exactly you can't do that there's only three ways to get to release emotion hit them okay one of them's laughing okay one of them's crying or the other one is dancing. Mm. That's the only three ways. Laugh it off, cry it off, or dance. If you don't do either of those three things, you're carrying this weight on your heart and your soul. And you just you, you just gotta let it go sometimes. And so so I think by dancing through Debbie Does Disco, by us creating this disco environment for for people to really let go of everything you know if, if you're under the disc uh, like if you go to the mixed cloud page you'll see a picture that i have up here and that's that's kind of uh the scenario that right we want to create with debbie um, you want to create an optimal wow. space for you to just lose yourself mm-hmm. and dance off all this extra weight and all this extra emotion and heavy weird shit that's been going on you know so 
I was I vibing the fuck out of it. Well, it's like like I yeah. said last night, I was closing off the evening and fucking. I was like, let me listen to uh, homies' joints, and I was just fucking sitting yeah. on the fucking bed, just vibing, vibing, vibing. I go on my walk in the morning. I'm like, all right, we're gonna listen to more shit, and I'm fucking. Yeah. The fucking lower portion is just fucking walking. The upper portion is just vibing. Yeah. Oh, it was oh excellent, excellent. Hit the yeah. fucking freaks and geeks. Hit the fucking mix cloud. Debbie does disco. There's a lot of shit on there. Amazing hours hours of fucking uh, yeah. uh entertaining content right there uh just for yeah the and you could you could you could put it on and dance if you want mm-hmm. or you could put it on and sit down and meditate if you want mm-hmm. uh you could put it on and and do some you know do while you work during the day while you're driving like this is this isn't that well, the July one maybe that one might be some like more funky <laughs> I stuff. I have not heard but, the you know, June one out tomorrow's for June. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. The July the one, yeah. The July one was a slaver. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 there's there's gonna be something there for for whatever uh type of vibe or situation that you're in that you're, it's gonna complement whatever you got going on. You yeah. know, it's you'll you'll enjoy it. I, I I put a lot a lot of effort into selections to uh record. So good enjoy them. Good. That's yeah. a lot on the fucking Debbie does disco stuff, man. I know. Um, man. I'm sorry, but like really, like no, like, I needed that. I'm like a I disco that, ninja samurai, dude. Like I take it that deep. Like yeah, I live it. I breathe it. I want to. I want to honor it the, the, the same way that it's given so much to me. I want to give it to back. Yeah. So. I hope you get yeah. out there to Japan, yeah. but I hope you get to check that fucking vibe dude, me out, too, and bro. Hit that scene. Me too. Uh, I'd be excited. I'd be yeah. excited for you for to do that. We got a couple of more, uh, yeah. uh, a few more segments, man. That was a that was a good section. Uh, oh, yeah. um, let, let's uh, we're live here. Let's change the subject and let's go on into a uh, uh, um, meditation and focus. Um, so you've you've yeah. discussed it a little bit, and I myself, uh, uh, we were talking before uh, um, before we hit the uh, the old uh, uh, start button there. And uh, uh, sharing mm-hmm. sharing some insights and sharing uh, um, some practices, but um, you made the uh, uh, to to infuse the the Debbie mix. You made a, a meditation mix. Uh, um, yeah. I don't want to ask you about that mix, but walk me or tell me about your uh, your meditation ventures. And um, like, uh, when did you start this? So I've been I've been meditating since what probably 2016 but kind of just kind of going through the motions of it not really ever not really ever did it did I really grasp uh like the power or I, I just never really grasped it and it was just kind of more of like a thing like okay well you know I, I feel like kind of relaxing so I'm gonna meditate real quick for and to help me relax and but it wasn't until um i guess you know like the past okay so when i closed epoca mm-hmm. um you know i lost everything and i'm talking about everything you guys like you know i i sold my vehicle i sold my truck to try to keep it going because deep Ellum changed uh, a lot of things changed and the retail business is very very hard hard but you know i gave it my all like i put all in and i lost it all at the end of the day i ended up auctioning everything off and it was like 
forty forty five thousand dollars worth of like inventory that ended up auctioning off for like three thousand uh, dollars it was it was pretty bad but that put me in a situation where it was just me by myself and I had a lot of time to just kind of sit with myself and um, um, just kind of inflect and at that point I was like hearing a lot of uh, I was looking for for answers and like positivity so I was like delving through you know I started going to church and uh, hearing different podcasts of uh, different uh, pastors uh, talking about different things and just trying to find that find something you know and I never I wasn't finding it I wasn't finding it and uh so more and more I started kind of more inflecting into myself and um if I could be if I could be honest what ended up happening was when things shut down um I saw a meme on Instagram all right and the meme said Real talk, uh, has anybody done DMT and try to ask coronavirus, like, why it's mad? And I started laughing, and I was like, what the fuck? That's funny, man. Has anybody tried that for real, though? You know, and uh, and just kept with that thought, you know. And I was I was with a buddy of mine. Um, it was his birthday, and it was St. Patrick's Day, right? Oh, right right when it was day. about to, things were about to shut down. And uh, went over what? to, I was hanging out with him and it was just kept on lingering in my head, lingering in my head. And, and, and I have a buddy that for years, like for probably like five years, he's been telling me about that stuff. And it never occurred to me that, you know, I'd want to ever try it or anything, but it just kept lingering on me and lingering on me. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do that. Yo. And I called him up. Okay. And you know, I was like, hey, do you, uh, you know, I remember you told me one time that you had this TNT stuff. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I want to try. He's like, oh, shit, are you for real? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know what? I think I do. He's yeah. like, I really don't recommend it because, you know, it's, it's, it's going to, what you're around and what you're feeling is what it's going to take you into. And things are kind of weird right now in this situation. And I was like, well, that's, that's why I want to do it. And uh, long story short, I did. And with the intention, because you're supposed to go into it with the intention of uh, ask it something. So I, I asked it, you know, what is this that's going on? You know, why is it going on? And the first part I remember it at all, which I don't remember much of it, because even if, even if like the stuff I do remember, there's there's literally no language or any way that, you, describe it, it. that you could describe it yeah. like at all. There's nothing to that level that could even get close to describing it. Um, but so the first thing it did that happened was like, it's like it noticed that I was there. And I was like, what? What? Brandon? Brandon, is that you? Brandon, oh my God. Brandon. Okay, 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 okay. Look, look, look. I know you came in here and you wanted to know about this, but I don't want to talk about that. Look at this. And Whoa! <laughs> so it, did, it, 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 it didn't even want to spend a second talking about it. It didn't even want to explain to me why it didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. And it just took me and I, it just showed me how profound, like I've always been a God. I believe in God. Um, I'm super grateful for God for everything. And I always thought I believed in God. I had no idea. 
I had no idea until after that. Like now, like my belief in God has like magnified by like infinity after that. And that's what it showed me. It showed me how profound and how it's incomprehensible. Uh, you know, there's no words eloquent enough to describe God. And it showed me that. And then it showed me that the closest thing that we have to God is love. And uh, that that's what our purpose is here is just to, to figure out ways to no matter what, as, as hard and as cruel and as ugly the world could be sometimes, you, your goal is to create love and be love and give love and spread love and all that stuff. And that's like, the Brooklyn that's our, way. Our, yeah, that's the only, yeah, yeah. It's the Brooklyn way. And, uh, and ever since then, now I meditate like every day, man. I don't know what it was. Like it, it, it changed me. Like for the first two weeks afterwards, I couldn't mm -hmm. cuss. Okay. Like I couldn't even say shit. I would be like, holy moly. Yeah. And like, I just couldn't, like, it was weird. And it's because. I can understand that. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, like, I just felt like I was in the presence of God and like, it was not a like, need. There's not a need. Yeah, there wasn't. And um, so, so then from that, I came out of it realizing that I want to be as close to God as I could possibly ever be. And that needs to be my main mission. So it brings me back to what my whole life has been, which is house music and playing. Mm -hmm. And I think of what is the epitome? What, why do I, what am I continuing to try to achieve when I'm playing music and I'm doing these disco parties? It's because I remember situations where, you know, you've had a shitty day, uh, work sucked, your friends pick you up, you go to this party and you're in the middle of the dance floor and you're looking up and you see the disco ball and you just lost all of your problems and your worries. Hey, there it is. You're, you're in the moment and you're oh, under yeah. the disco ball and you're just in the moment and everything has, has gone away. And yeah. you at that point right there are, are as close to God as you could ever possibly be than compare any church pew. You're doing that, bud. And that's what, so then oh. I realized that. So, so my meditation, when I'm meditating, because mm -hmm. there's no right or wrong way to meditate. Nobody could show you how to do it. If anybody's trying to show you how to do it, don't listen. You could hear advice and you could, you know, okay, I might try that too. But like, so my meditation has always been sitting under the disco ball mm -hmm. and just losing myself. Yeah. In music. And so when I'm sitting down and I'm meditating, that's what I'm focusing on. I'm focusing on being Brandon under the disco ball, just where I've lost complete touch with all this physical, which is all fucking bullshit and it's just a fake matrix reality. Yeah, it's all a ride. It's all a ride. And just get back in touch with just my my myself and and the music and, and just God and so, so when I'm meditating, I'm trying to practice, I'm trying to get back to the level that I, that I was close to God when I was on DMT, 
which is impossible. When I, and I've heard people say that they're, you know, like the Buddhist monks that are up there in the fucking uh, Himalayan mountains yeah. that are like fasting for 40 days in a cave in the cold. They say that they're achieving it. And I believe they are. I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the Wim Hof, the Wim Hof method, that guy Wim Hof. No, tell, tell, tell us about it. So he, he is into like ice baths. Okay. Where, uh, you know, freezing fucking cold, you get yourself into the ice bath and then by doing special type of breathing, which it's mm-hmm. not even very hard. It's just breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, but with intention and yeah. do that 30 times and then hold your breath and then hold it for a minute and then release and then do 30 minutes again. People are reaching DMT levels by doing stuff like that. Really? Yeah. There's a, a dude that I heard uh, a podcast on where he's, he went on a uh, light uh, fast mm-hmm. where he went, I don't know where, somewhere like in the fucking uh, Siberia or something. And this, these people have like this house and that's what they do. And you go into a room in complete darkness for six, for six days. No light, no sound, yeah. nothing. Like they bring you food and they have like a, a room in between where they, they open the door, they come in, they put your food, they go, they close the door. When you open your door, you don't see no light. Jeez. So for six days, you're sitting there with no light, right? Mm-hmm. And they're seeing things even more profound than DMT. Whoa. So really, so, so, so my point is there's no right or wrong way. People yeah. are doing it in different methods. The, me- the the whole point of doing of it all is that do it, do it, yeah. try it. Like, how much time do you spend a day uh, getting a good connection with you and your and your social media followers? How much time of, of the day do you spend getting a good connection with you and your because you you're with yourself really? Yeah, you know we don't spend no time on that. Yeah, we spend, you know, we're we're human beings because we're a human and a being. And we spend all our time satisfying the human part and neglecting our being. Mm. Mm. Look at that. Listen, you're, you're 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 human and a being. Yeah. So you got to you got to spend some time on your being part, yeah. which is the infinite part, because you're human. You're human. You're going to end up losing your human spaceship agree your spacesuit yeah. after the a while vessel, the joint the get up your best yeah but your being will continue yeah man that's so power spend right time, there. spend some time with it spend some time becoming familiar with your true self hell yeah and spend that time and the closer you get to yourself uh-huh. the closer you get to god yeah because you are you are god you you are a part of god yeah man so Whoa, um, that's, that's power right there. Med, 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 dude, meditation is, man. You, do you do it? Uh, um, so I've been practicing a little bit, but uh, yeah. I've been practicing eyes open. Do you do eyes open or eyes closed? So what I do and what works for me is I sit down Indian style. Mm-hmm. Um, I put some pillows under me. I get mm-hmm. comfortable. I turn off all the lights. And I put some earphones on. I have these uh, these wireless uh, Beat by Dre's. Okay. 
really good sound. Um, there, there's no wires that are hanging on me or anything, you know, because it's just wrapped here. Yeah. And then um, that's why I made that meditation mix. I listen to music because uh, music helps me um, lose myself. The point is lose yourself in one way or another, whether you lose yourself through music or you lose yourself through uh, darkness like that guy or you lose yourself through ice like Wim Hof or you lose yourself like those monks in Siberia. The whole point is lose yourself. And you're not losing yourself. You're losing your human part and allowing your being to be. Lose that. Just be your being. Man. It doesn't matter how. So that's what I do. So I sit down and I put the music in and then I focus on, you know, like, because of course, a lot of people think meditation is quiet your mind. Yeah. You know, don't think. Dude, how the fuck are you ever going to not think? Yeah. You know, that's your brain. Your brain's made to think. You're going to think about something. So you can't stop it from thinking, but you can control what it thinks about. Agree. So then a lot of people say, okay, when your mind's fucking, you're, 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 you had a crazy day at work and you're trying to meditate and you're sitting there and all you're thinking about is how your coworker pissed you off personalize it and be like hey hey oh i caught myself i caught myself thinking about some petty human shit so now i'm gonna make the intention to stop thinking about it and instead think about my breathing yeah focus on the breath yeah focus focus on the breath and then dude you're that that is like a complete slap in the face to your ego because your ego is the one telling you to think about that conversation or that argument you had with your coworker. yeah Right. So then now you've turned around and you've told your ego, fuck you. I'm not listening to you. I'm instead going to think of something so simple as just breathing. And your ego is going to be like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. You're going to think about breathing instead of listening to me? Yes. And that's when you start gaining control because then now you're going to, the more and more that you do that, now you're going to be able to keep your fucking ego on check even when you're not meditating. Yeah. Yeah. Because your ego is your number one enemy, man. Your ego is the one that's made you do all the stupid shit that you've done in your life. Your ego is the one that tells you that you ain't shit, that you don't deserve nothing, that, you know, that's your ego. That's your human part. But your being, your your being is infinite. Your your being could do whatever it wants if you really apply it and you put yourself to do it. You know, definitely. But so yeah, I do it through music. Uh, some people do like silence. Some people like the those uh, baths, the sound baths, those dongs. Oh yeah, I like those. Um, I'd love to have one of those, man. Yeah. Would you? I have, it's a sound bath. That's what yeah, you call sound it? bath is what it's called. Yeah. Yeah, I have a buddy who crazy. likes to, uh, he, he goes on YouTube and there's videos of certain f- sound frequencies. Yes. So like, I forget the different types of Hertz and it's just like a, a, a constant sound of a certain Hertz of sound. And he really likes that. Um, he's reached a lot of breakthroughs through that. Have you um, ever done the float, the float, the water? Uh, the no, whole- but I want to. Yeah, I'd like I to. I would love to. I would love to. I just haven't. Yeah, sound deprivation. So it's kind of similar as what yeah. I was talking about. That one, dude, that dude ever, did it to the extreme. Right? 
have you ever been in one yeah, of those man. uh it's it's an infinity room is that what they call it or the room you heard you ever heard of those they make this fucking no. obsolete just fucking soundproof silent room these big studio these big uh, mm-hmm. uh recording heads and it's yeah. i forget what the fuck it's called specifically but uh, um you go uh, god damn it's got to be infinity something but you walk in there and yeah. it's you can you hear i don't know you hear nothing i guess you know what i'm saying it's a complete yeah, yeah i've heard i've heard it's so quiet you could hear your heart beating yeah something like that yeah 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 that's intense i mean that's that's it's 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 all part of the uh the human experience and you know i I'd, I'd be down to try it too i mean it's it's like if 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 you live your whole ex, your your whole human ex, human being experience just living the human part yeah it's like living your whole life with one of your hands tied behind your back yeah and it's not saying that you can't have a good life you could have a good life with just you know using your one hand but why only use one hand when you could use two hands? You know, and uh, so that's part of it. Don't just use your human part of yourself. Use your being, use being man. Uh, to help you. Um, and it'll it'll help you. My life has changed ever since I started uh, really, really meditating. Like it's the same thing as like like prayer. Yeah. You know, if, if 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 you look at prayer as like a chore. And a lot of people do that. Like they pray and all they're doing is really, they're just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. But they're not praying. You know, it's like they go and they sit by their bed and they're like, okay, saying our father, what, what is that going to help you? Just doing, yeah. Just going through the motions. Yeah, you're just going through the motions. Doing it to do it. Yeah. But any situation that you're in, any situation that is uh, deep and meaningful, you don't do it with your eyes open. When you kiss somebody you love, you close your eyes. When you're crying, you close your eyes. When you're praying, you close your eyes. When you meditate, you close your eyes. Because that is the real reality. This, when your eyes are open, this mm. is the human reality. Look at you, man. It's the human part. Whoa. That's it. I can everything, see it. you know, like I can kind of, I can get it now. I can kind of see it now. Yeah, man. I usually have to, yeah, eyes, we, we, uh, eyes open, but uh, um, uh-huh. what do you uh, do? You, what do you look at? Do you have like a little shrine I, type I, of setup that you have? Or? No, I often do it here in the studio, Alive for Death. That's what the spot here is called. Um, but I just got stuff yeah. in front of me, so I kind of just focus on. I don't try to consider what I'm looking at, but I just, you know, look into the front. Yeah. Uh, focus on the uh, focus on the breath. Like I say, do you have a hand? What do you do with your hands? I just put them. I just put them down on, and I do uh, the. I forget what these are called. Um, have you ever heard of this one where you take? But, the, you know, it's kind of an. You heard of this one? Let me see. You take that one right there. Yeah, and I'll, I'll do I'll, I'll I'll do this sometimes, which is kind of uh, back towards uh, you know I think I, I think like every religion cool. had it right in some yeah some way or another you know like so when when I get really deep into it and then I start so I think my theories on it is uh, meditation is preparing yourself and getting you to the point that you need to be to pray Mm. and then prayer 
leads to manifestation. Okay. Because it's like, okay, you want something, you got to pray about it. But again, like it goes back to saying like most people when they're praying, they're just kind of going through the motions. Like, dude, like you're about to ask God for something. Yeah, for something. Do you just go into like your like if you're gonna go ask your boss for a raise, do you just go in there and you're like, hey, bro, give me the uh, give me a raise, please, bye. Yeah. No. You you take time. You get hey, uh, boss, I'd like to talk to you at this time. Okay. And then you get there and you already kind of have your game plan set up and you're like, look, you know, this year's been great. I did this. I did this. I did this. You can have a game plan. Yeah. And then you you dress yourself up. You're there to present yourself. So you got to present yourself to God, too. Mm-hmm. So the way you do that is not by dressing yourself up. It's creating, cre- getting yourself, getting your everything in the right position, in the right mind state which to me is getting as close to him as you could possibly be. And yeah. by being close to God, it's by being righteous, you know, by doing good things, by uh, being a person, being a good father, being a good brother, a good friend, um, you know, whatever it is, you know, and, and being good to yourself mostly, yeah. which is what I've noticed is one of the biggest things that I mess up on. You have to be good to yourself. And, uh, um, Get, get through that then it gets you into the position to where it's like okay now you could pray and you could start asking for what you're trying to manifest because through the meditation you've aligned yourself to be like supposed to be you know you're aligned your chakras or whatever yeah you're aligned and you're close to god which then in point you're closer you're you're closer to being a part of the universe so if you're aligned with the universe and you're asking for something from the universe, then it's going to find its way to you by being aligned with it. You yeah, know? I see it. Yeah. Like uh, you were talking about Bruce Lee uh, mm-hmm. earlier, be like water, yes. you know, and yeah, you know, water, you gotta, you can't, you can't swim against the water. You gotta, you gotta swim with the current of it. Yeah. And then if there's something you know, that's in the current there that you want, how are you going to get it? Okay. Well, let me kind of paddle this way a little bit. So I could get to the point to where when the current hits, I grab it. Yep. Yeah. That water thing is crazy, man. I think that's what, Uh, what after, after reading a a couple of uh, just pages from that book, they describe like, like think about a leak in your house and the water. It's like, it's not the leak. Is it doing anything? the leak can get the leak might not start from the end point but that water just goes and goes and goes uh, following whatever path following whatever trail and it, it just goes with it and um that's as far as i've come on the uh, on the text so far uh but um i i do have one question yeah uh in in the focus in the meditation but regarding a text yeah. not necessarily specifically on focus and meditation but what is one book that you um you would say everyone should read um in their lifetime wow um and if if one is too much throw out a couple um or record 
yeah, well, it'd be the man. I could go on and on with those books. Uh, I've Indian in the cupboard is oh. big for me. Yeah. Um, my side of the mountain was okay. big for me. I don't know if you ever read that one. I did not. And, um, yeah, my side of the mountain is a good one. And, uh, Zen and the, and the art of motorcycle maintenance is really good. I did not read that. I did not, I never heard of that. Oh, read that one, dude. It's good. Check that out. Um, and then, uh, music, um, just all of it, all music, just listen to it, man. It's, it's people, uh, putting, you know creative expression into yeah it being it's 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 expression that's being documented it's the being i think it's the being that's a being coming out i feel yeah yeah and capturing it being able to capture it on like a a piece of wax like in 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 our situation you know Mm -hmm. i mean like dude that's precious that's precious man yeah um so much emotion uh, now in a physical form that can be shared you know, so beautiful, man. Um, but you know, if if like I had to choose an album, like if something were happening and I only was able to keep one album, um, probably be a neater uh rapture. Okay. And if not, you know, uh, Stevie Wonder inversions. Um Ooh. if if I had to so that was what the first Debbie mix was. Uh, which is the May one. Mm-hmm. I believe it's May. That was the very first one. Yeah, May 2020. That was, you know, we had just gone Debbie into the you. lockdown. We didn't know what was going on. Yeah, Debbie Loves You. Damn, that's May like, is that like a goodbye? And Like, not necessarily a goodbye, but it sounds yeah. like, like, we'll hold the fucking... Like, if I, if I leave, down. if yeah. I were to die, if I were to die these records, I want people to listen to yeah that's great that one that one and it's uh so that one is 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 different from all the other ones because each record is really uh an an edit by the original guy who engineered all of those records Mm. so like one of those records in there is uh lou rawls um you'll never find another love like mine you'll never find Another love like mine. Jamming. I don't know if you you'll you'll recognize it when you hear it. Yeah. Um, which is old school Philly sound. And so Tom Moulton, which is the guy's name, the, the editor, he was the original engineer of all of those Philly sound yeah. records that were done back in the day with Gamble and Huff. Um, everything from like, you know, uh the OJs. Um he 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 engin- he mastered uh, uh, you know, did all of those. And did the final edits. So, you know, an edit means is, you know, you have your whole band in the in the studio and you're like, hey, drummer, hit me with a couple of licks, you know. So then they record like like 10 minutes worth of the drummer just kind of jamming. Right. So then the edit, the final engineer has all this tape and he decides what gets put on the three minute radio uh, edit that's going to go on the radio. So sometimes out of that 10 minutes, maybe only a loop of like four seconds gets put on the, on the radio edit that we originally heard. So in 2016, 
they got Tom Moulton to come back into the studio with all the original tapes. And he made every single record from a three minute record to an 11 minute record. So songs like Lou Rawls, you'll never find, or, or like uh, the OJ's I love music, mm-hmm. sweet, sweet music. I know you know that one. Um, so that record, you know, when we originally heard it, it's like three minutes on the radio in and yeah. out. He turns it into an 11 minute ride. <laughs> to a song that, you know, you're very familiar with. It was very profound in my mm-hmm. upbringing and in my music journey. And then now to be able to hear 11 minutes worth, you know, that gives the artists plenty of time to really tell the story of what they were wanting to say yeah. in the song. So on that mix, that main mix, every single one of those songs on that record, on that, on that mix are these extended re-edits by Tom Moulton. Dang. So the original guy is now able to, okay, you know, you came and you gave us this amazing discography of music. Now we're going to give you plenty of time to really tell us about it. Yeah. And he does in all of those records. So. We're gonna have to check them out, man. Gotta check them out. Special. That one's very special. The extended disco edits, bro. That's the ultimate, ultimate record you could get if you could get it. Yeah. At least for me, that's like me, like the 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 vinyl nerd, music junkie that I am. That's what I'm constantly looking for. I want the extended edit. From like the original uh, studio session. Boom. Ooh, 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 yeah. ooh. Yeah. Those those rough cuts, man. Those uh those no 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 those deep cuts, those solid cuts. I got a fucking little crate of records right here. You influenced yeah. me. I had to grab my records. He's like, they're talking, they're t- he's talking about you, but <laughs> hell yeah. That's sick, man. I don't have a hell I don't yeah, have a smashing yeah, collection, good, but I was That's like, good. hey, records, get over here. Come here. <laughs> Uh, yeah all right uh yeah hell yeah nice man yeah that's tremendous bud so uh um thank you so so much we got the uh last little thing the little conclusion we talked a lot here uh, here, Mm -hmm. but we uh i'm very thankful you told me uh you caught me up on caught me up on what's going down you told me about your uh your upbringing your upcoming uh we spoke on the fucking uh, uh the time that was that period of time fucking uh, uh and then uh we talked about debbie who is debbie uh uh you'll have to find out uh, until next time and then uh, yeah. uh, we talked about the meditation beautiful beautiful stuff um let's just close it out you got any shout outs you got any spots that you uh that you cherish you want to talk uh uh leave the freaks and geeks with and also uh where can they find you at all right um, you could find me. Uh, I don't have a Facebook. Uh, I fucking hate Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have an Instagram, though, um, which is going to be Brandon underscore Epica. Um, I usually try to uh, share clips of, of, of records that I feel like people should listen to or have heard or if not heard or heard and forgot about. But I, I post a lot of music on there. You, you'd enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and I also post about things about me and my son, you know, I'm a, I'm a father and I love being a father. And, uh, but, um, you could find me there whenever I do post uh, new music, I'll post on it there through Instagram too, or any events that I have. And then of course the mixed cloud, 
I'm trying to provide everybody with some content once a month, which usually it's about a two hour mix. Um, each mix is going to be different. Um, I'm just trying to, are you doing video so much music? I want to share with everybody. I'm sorry. Are you doing video on those? No, I'm working on that. Have I'm working you, on doing you, some live stream type yeah, of situations. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Keep on yeah. going. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's how you could find me. Um, as, you know, shout outs. Um, I want to shout out, you know, just whoever's listening. I want to shout out you. I want to, I want to take a moment to that or for everybody to take a moment to kind of just shout out yourself. All right. Um, guys, like we were talking about earlier, a lot of times with emotions, we just try to try kind of sweep them under, sweep the rug. Them under the rug. Uh, don't do that. Mm-mm. You know, take some time Don't bottle with yourself. Up. Yeah. Uh, shout out yourself. Say, self, you know, this is some crazy shit that I'm going through. But look, we're making it. You know, be yeah. proud of yourself. You're making it. You're doing the best you can. That's what everybody's Float. doing right now, man. Float. Nobody knows. Yeah, nobody knows what the fuck's going on or what's going to happen. But as long as you are trying your best, bro, yeah. that's it. And as long as everybody else is trying their best, don't be judging people because that's what they're doing. They're trying to do their best. So always remember that, you know, at the end of the day, people are trying to do their best, including yourself, including myself. And like I was saying, there's no right way. There's no wrong way um, because wrong ways are going to teach you uh, lessons. Um, Just keep doing the best you can, man. And uh, we're all, we're all going to be okay. Uh, we're all going to be okay. We're going to be better and things are going to be, you know, the world's changing, but I think it's changing for the yeah. best. And if you close your eyes enough and you meditate on it, you're going to see that that's, that's true because when your eyes are open and you're looking at all this human shit, which is social media, CNN, Fox news, mm-hmm. fucking Trump's doing this and Trump's doing that and uh, Biden, this and all dude, fuck all of that. Okay. Fuck it all. Okay. It doesn't matter. Close your eyes, close your eyes and you're going to see what really matters yourself, yourself, better yourself so that you could better your children so that you could better the future. And, you know, honestly, whether we do it or not, it's going to happen anyways. The world is changing for the better, whether people like it or not. So just be prepared for that prepare yourself for it prepare yourself to be grateful for it when it does come so that way you don't miss the wave and just keep doing the best that you can man big ups to you whoever is listening right now and give yourself a pat in the back because you're doing good stand the fuck up get ready um, be counted and go out every day man yeah good 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 oh buddy Brandon, I appreciate yeah. it, man. It's uh, uh it, we we gotta call it. Oh, is that your uh, uh what the fuck? Is that your oh, what is that? Is that your not a mixing board? What, what that's the 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 one of the final pieces of the glue right this there, one here? right? Yeah, what is that? This one yeah. this is this is a so it's a glorified uh sound card, honestly. Sound card, okay. Okay, <laughs> I, I didn't I think I'm gonna yeah, move up to know, that you, man, when I, you're I doing vinyl. Yeah. When you're vinyl, it's it's not digital, like I was saying. So you need to figure out a way to plug it into a computer if yes. you're trying to record or yep, anything like yep, that. Yep. So 
I could have gotten a, a, a just a little sound card that you just plug in USB, but you know me, I got to go all in. And then it just, oh, yeah. it, it made sense because now, you know, I never had a microphone before. Now I got a mic. I could plug it in there. I've got different channels. I could plug up to four turntables on there. Computer. Um, it's, it's, it's cool. It's a Pile Pro. And, Pile uh, Pro? It was actually really Pile, P-Y-L-E. Okay. And I was very hesitant because it's not the most expensive one. It's actually the cheapest one. I think I found that on Amazon for like low key, 140 bucks. I might have to jam on that B. I got to jam bro, on that. Cause I got to move up. I only got two channels. And I dude, need, it I need is, more. it is sick. I was scared yeah. because of it being so cheap that it was going to be a piece of shit. Yeah. Dude, it, it is awesome. I might have awesome. to step up on that. That yeah. looks nice. I'll send you the link. I'll send you the oh, Amazon yeah. link, bro. It's, yeah. I highly recommend it. Appreciate and it, I was man. at first I was looking at uh, an Allen and Heath one, which is you know probably like three times more expensive than this one, and um I'm happy with it. I'm happy yeah. with it. So check it out. Hell yeah, man. Well, thank you, B. Brandon, thank you oh, so bro. fucking much, man. I really appreciate it. Loved catching up. Uh I gotta I gotta roll up there sometime, sometime soon. I haven't been up in uh, uh Dallas and Denton Way uh in a uh, a little minute so i gotta catch up there and uh, see what's going down um i do want to tell you this you've got uh you smashed this one out the park guy like you just did cool you fucking tore the fucking, <laughs> uh, skin off the ball guy I'd never seen that before thanks um, man please, thanks if you enjoyed it please come back again uh tremendous fucking episode uh um, really dropped a lot of insight a lot of knowledge and a lot of just uh, uh a lot of that being so uh, uh yeah, thank cool. you thank you so much man Thanks for giving me an opportunity, man. Like, you know, I just, I just want to spread good love and positive messages and, yeah. you know, and so you've just given me an opportunity to be able to do that and talk about you, things man. that I love. So thanks, yeah. man. Thanks. Thank you very much. All right, bud. So uh, I'm going to close this one out. Uh, just hold on a second and then uh, uh, we'll see yeah. you out at the door and then uh, uh, that'll be it for the rest of the uh, the evening. Well, freaks and geeks, that's all she wrote. Once again, I want to thank my guest for episode number 19 of the podcast, Brandon Ayala. We got so many good stories uh, from Brandon. He told so much insight, spoke about life, spoke about your human, spoke about your being, spoke about the music, and just spoke about uh, 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 spoke about himself and, and the amazing things that he's, a, uh, that he's a part of in his life. So, Brandon, thank you very much. Freaks and Geeks, make sure that you go follow Brandon on uh, Instagram. Instagram. Check out his IG. That's Brandon underscore Epica. That's Brandon underscore E-P-O-C-H-A. Check that out. Also, make sure you follow his uh, disco project like we were talking about, Debbie Does Disco. Hit that IG up at Debbie Does Disco TX. Again, Debbie does disco tx and uh go hit up brandon tell him you heard him on uh, the doctor's orders podcast with the 512 foot doctor you really got down with this stuff also don't forget the mix cloud you go over to mix cloud and you can hear all of the mixes and all the disco uh, uh recordings of him that we talked about that whiskey nights that's a solid one there's a uh, debbie loves you um that's an amazing one the comfort motel um some solid jams and like we said the meditation jam uh, the meditation mix as well so freaks and geeks go support brandon go support all of what he does and uh, if you venture back 
through in his IG, you might catch a glimpse of uh, uh, that period in time uh, where uh, peace and goodwill were had um, of Epica. So uh, hit him up, hit him up, hit him up, show him some love. That was Brandon Ayala for episode number 18. So for next week... It's the final episode of Volume 2 of the Doctor's Orders podcast with the 512 Foot Doctor. That is episode number 20. It's going to be an excellent episode. It's going to be a very special episode, a closure to the second chapter of the amazing things and the amazing people we're talking with uh, on the podcast here. It's uh, an old friend of mine. He's ventured into a lot of things in his life, um, and I'm glad we're going to get a, get the opportunity to sit down with him in the studio of Life or Death and just uh, uh, talk some stories of his past, of, of the ride of his life. Um, so he's dabbling with, into a lot of interesting things now. He's venturing into uh, some entrepreneurial uh, 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 periods of his life. He's throwing down with some uh, Mexican coffee and some Mexican pastries, but I know he's got a lot of cultural... Uh, uh, backgrounds and cultural uh, appreciations and practices that we're definitely going to talk about. So that's next week, Freaks and Geeks, episode number 20. And now, the closing credits. Freaks and Geeks, thank you for listening. And remember, new episodes are released every Wednesday at 6 a.m. Hey, check it out. Do me a favor and go subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you prefer. And make sure while you're there to rate and leave a comment as well. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram at the512footdoctor. That's T-H-A 512 F-O-O-T-D-R for all your podcast and uh, uh, sneaker footwear insights. And also follow the podcast IG that's the doctor's orders podcast T-H-A-D-R-S-O-R-D-E-R-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T and continue freaks and geeks to tell any freak or geek you know about the podcast remember the doctor's orders podcast is a life or death studios production freaks and geeks until next time we'll see you on the next one Don't be late.